Blog Talk Radio. The Tailgate Show is recorded before a live Kudio audience. Yeah, baby. All right. It's Thursday night live here from the Budio again. Oh, man. Listen, we are pumped tonight. We have got a killer show for you tonight. An absolute murder of a show. Is that a good thing? A murder of a show? It's a good one. No, you can't say that's no? fine. You can say that all you want. It's yeah. killing it. We're gonna we're about to kill it. Anyway, listen, we got a lot. We got Hunter Tynan Davis coming up live in the studio. He's gonna do a do a song or two for us, maybe three if we beg real hard. And we got a ton of soccer to talk about, man. The uh the social media blowing up today with the crazy stuff with Nashville FC, the roadies and all the supporter groups. I mean, I, I don't want to name them all because I know I'll forget somebody. I shouldn't have said the roadies. Take that back. <laughs> but straight in front of me, my boy Toby Lane, and he's sporting that brand new roadie shirt from this week's tailgate. It looks absolutely awesome. The new lifestyle tailgate. I know. We had a merch drop. Not available in fat boy sizes. <laughs> Not. I know. You tried to get one more? We're, we're working. I did. <clears throat> Shit didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Clay. They didn't have a curtain size. No, of course not. <laughs> that sucks. Yep. Curtain size. That's fat one. So they had two different ones. They had that gold one and the blue one. I there's like the two, blue one. There's two lifestyle tees. Both of them, obviously, chant related or something. You know, I mean, one of them, our hearts beat for you from the we represent NSC chant, and then the other one, you can sing with us, which is kind of more of a reach out to bring in some more people into the supporter section and realizing that anyone in hold, the hold on, hold on. All the time. Mo, 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 would you Mo, should we should we get somebody else for you to fight? You fight You're interrupting my infomercial. You got a better chance against Hunter's dad than he that Mike. He would not be the biggest person I've ever known. Yeah. Well the mic looks like it's kicking your ass. It huh? sure sounds like it. What am I supposed to do with my hand? Moles <laughs> you gotta understand Moles takes a lot of frustration out on the mic when he gets here. Yeah. And he I'm, just, Toby understands I'm really me. glad that he has that outlet. Okay. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're going with? He understands me. And to my right, me. you don't get me. Wearing that uh, Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Okay. Munchen. Boo. Zinger, how zinger. Boo in German. Yeah. You got to represent Munchen. You were just happy that you found a, a soccer kid to fit you, weren't you? Actually, yes, I was. <laughs> it was like, hey, I got room in this. Well, yeah, man. How did they make this for me? I got titty room and everything. <laughs> it does look good on you, though. Hey, I like it. Thank you. Yeah. The, gray, the, the way the red works. Yeah. Gray. Is that, it's gray or green? No, it's gray. It's gray. That, yeah, it's weird. It's like a charcoal like, dark. Yeah, but it's got that kind of green hue to yeah. it for whatever reason. I was going to oh, say Christmas be nice. Christmas, yeah. Yeah. Be good. We could sing Christmas carols. We yeah. were doing that the other day at the tailgate. That does sound fun. Hell yeah, we and can do that. And the Thank guy God. of the night, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Hunter. That is my thing. And it's, can't do that. It's mine now. It's, <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tynan. 
Tynan. Yes, T-Y-N-A-N. That's Tynan. the coolest name ever. Where did they get that from? Not so Tyrion. that is uh, that is my granny's maiden name. Yeah. And uh, Look so at check with dad. I had to check. I had to, had to make yeah, sure because they came over from Ireland. That's true. Many, yeah. many, many leagues ago. But yeah, so yeah. that's my granny's maiden name. That's awesome. And then it's been like selectively given out to some of the uh, more special children of our uh, of our family. So I'm very special. <laughs> and, and you're about to hear why. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, at least I think I'm special. You're certainly special. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Dad says you're special, you're special. Mom too. Mom too. Mom too. Let me tell you something. And I, I've seen him play now a bunch of times, and I've seen him play in front of his parents, and there is no doubt the love these people have for this kid. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. Like, sometimes I catch myself just staring at his dad. I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't catch me. <laughs> That's but, awkward. I mean, but it is. Well, I, like, I, when, I, you, when I catch you staring at me, it's really weird. Yeah. Well, now, I'm, imagine he was staring at your dad. I uh, know. <laughs> he'd have to look down to my dad. Yeah. That was a little. No, my, how my dad was staring back. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> how tall are you? Five. I, I, I like to say eight just because I yeah, don't know. you're about as tall as my dad. Yeah. That's a Dude. lie. Yeah, no. no, my dad was a little fighter. He was five, seven, Not five, your eight. dad. I'm a oh, yeah. 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 But uh, he threw me so well. <laughs> I just blanked out. That's what we did. Well, that's normal. Yeah, that, that is true. It's, oh, no, that's really blacked out. <laughs> it's different than blanked out. That's what just went that just was a Saturday. Month. Yeah, that was Saturday. Ooh. Ooh. That, was, that was something. Oof, yeah. All right, so we talked a little bit, obviously, how much your parents love it. Where did you, where did you guys grow up? Where did they, uh, they raise you? Well, so originally, right outside of Houston, a place called Port Arthur, Texas, right on the Gulf Coast. Oh, and uh, but I've been in Nashville about eight years. Eight years. Yeah, and uh, I graduated college and came right up here. So, and for a little bit of time, went to college here. Where'd you yeah. go to school? Uh, down uh, in Texas at a place called Lamar State College, Port oh, Arthur. Yeah, right. And then I came up here and went to TSU for about two years. Uh-huh. And then good school. the Nashville happened, and I, I didn't finish it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you played hey, a little ball somewhere? Can, can I, just, I did. I did. Can I just be a quote right there? Then Nashville happened. Then Nashville <laughs> happened. Like that, yes. <laughs> that, that might be a shirt in itself. <laughs> then Nashville. It's true. What kind of ball did you play? Uh, I played uh, football. Did you? I don't know. A place called McNeese State University. No be. shit. Did you really? I did, yeah. So one of the guys I used to work with, uh, I grew up in southern Mississippi. Oh, cool. Right on 10. Sure. So he ended up playing uh, tailback at McNeese State. Really? Yeah. I was, back then I was a uh, linebacker defensive end. Oh, nice. Yeah, about 40 pounds ago. Yeah. yeah. Hey, dude, trust me. <laughs> if I could have been this size when I played in college. Oh, did you play? Yeah. Oh, wow. I struggled, I struggled at 260 to play center. Oh, I just yeah, could, I couldn't keep a weight on. That's, yeah. You know? You must have been, you must have been <laughs> not, not hurting for it now, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, I, you know, because I grew up playing soccer, mm-hmm. so I had fast feet. That's why they moved me to center. Sure. Freaking hated it. Yeah. I mean, just enormous people in college. Oh, yeah. It's, enormous. It's a it's a, a significant jump. Yeah. Even oh, yeah. D2, D3, yep. any any athlete, once you get to those levels, it, yeah. it's just unreal. And the amount of dedication it really takes yes. at yeah. that level is astronomical. It's the, unreal. The D2, the D2 to D1, 2A, you would see – not necessarily a size difference, but you could see speed. You could see strength. Sure. But then you go D1, 2A to D1. Sure. It was like, Jesus yeah. Christ, the, the, what are you eating? Yeah, the, the thing I always tell people because they, they want to know the difference. And obviously you go into like what actually makes D1, 2A and D1, 1A different. But athlete-wise, I always said, well, a Division one 1A team is going to have 
uh, top-notch players all the way through their depth chart. Yeah. And a D1, 2A school is going to have their first string is all could have been Division One, 1As. But you start getting into the second and third lines, you're gonna, it's going to drop. So that's mm-hmm. why you'll see you know, D1, 2As will play Miami or they'll play yep. you know, in preseason games. And it's a money and, thing. And it's, yeah, absolutely. And yep. so you'll see that first quarter actually, oh, wow, it's kind of it, – they're keeping up. And then as the game progresses, they can't yeah. – you can't change out the athletes like a D1, 1A yeah. program can mm-hmm. and sustain the whole game. <laughs> then Appalachian State beats Michigan. Right? <laughs> that was that, – well, I was playing then. And that oh, was, were you? Oh, that was, that was just, great. Uh, they it were in our – not our division, but they that was uh, – that was basically the the team that was always winning like the two A yeah. the the D one the the championship. Yeah, they were like the team to beat. It's kind of like how Marshall used to be before Marshall moved yeah, up. Absolutely, you know they just dominated constantly. But it was it's just crazy, man. I mean, you get out there in that world. I mean, just the size of the people. It's unreal. I, I played against a nose tackle. The starting nose tackle was six foot five, four hundred and five pounds. Mm-hmm. Doesn't surprise me. Think on that, Toby. That is three of you. All I know is I think that's the second most D talk we've ever had on this show. <laughs> right there. <laughs> what, what was the first? Yeah. What was the first, Toby? All that staring. I know. Oh, oh yeah. 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 It could be. Could be. Uh, all, <laughs> all makes sense. Oh uh, hey. Speaking of those shoes, I got some shoes like those, man. We weren't speaking about my shoes. Speak I was gonna say we we just said just anything about yeah. shoes. Hey, You're not even wearing shoes. We, I know, right? <laughs> you should, you should, have seen me when you I should came be in. glad. You should be glad he's wearing clothes right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, most You're, of the time I'm naked, just kind of hanging out. That's why he sits on the couch with Chris. <laughs> More detox. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little rowdy. All right, because I know a little bit about you. I know, I know, Dad uh, played guitar, so I guess you got some of that from there. Sure, sure. Well, um. I mean, he was an amazing lyricist as well, so he's been a songwriter, he still is. Um, and it was just something I was, I was raised with. It was like the family business, you know. Um, so since I can, essentially in utero and then on, I've been surrounded by nothing but songwriting. And it was just, even when I was playing ball, I just was totally checked out. You know, all I was starting to do was just play and play and play. And I was showing up to practices late or not at all because I was, <laughs> you know, I was going and, and playing shows. And I was basically just, you know. Because that's start- night work. Oh man! Oh, it was a it was a significant thing, you know. Because yeah. you roll into practice and then all well, you're on that shit. That's you're up all night, you know, <laughs> you know, playing those shows. And uh, but yeah, it, it just over time it just became very very clear that that was going to be my, what I was going to get shot at. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Uh, I, I think that's uh, always that big debate, right? You know, like w- trying to figure yourself out. Sure. Where am I going? What am I doing? And then you, passion just took over. Yeah, I mean, it, sure, sure, sure. I mean, it was, I mean, I got injured too, so that usually that expedited that process fairly quickly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I tore my ACL, and so once that that happened, that really dropped the dropped the whole meter for me. And um, luckily, they were very, you know, my mom and dad were very supportive for all decisions. They really didn't want me playing football anyway. Yeah, not anymore. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's not, you know, all the injuries, and I was lucky to to just have that. I didn't have any concussions or anything. So. Mm-hmm. It was very clear once once that I got injured and um, I'd been really starting to take it serious and write and play. It was you know they just said okay go ahead and let's do that. So I essentially just stopped doing that and went and got a music degree. Plus it was a family business, right? So that sure. was a, that's an easy uh, sell. Sure, sure, sure. And and we had you know my my father and I had a a fairly similar story. You know both got injured, but he was you know same thing playing ball and starting to write songs and things like that. So it's just it was much an easier transition because he understood what it was at that level, you know, to kind of have that pressure to 
want to be doing something, but also feeling obligated to do something you didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So once I made the call, he let me make the call and said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to, I want to do music. And mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't stopped that. Which is how I played football because my dad wanted me to play football. See? Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the only reason why. And I did not enjoy it. Well, and I, I, I made the mistake and I said, well, you know, this is my junior year. And I didn't really want to play. It was Texas football, so it was kind of like, well, there you, know, you have to play. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And I said, well, if I get a, if I get any Division one, and I said this thinking, yeah. well, I'm, there's no way I'm, I'm not going to get any offers. If I get any Division one offers, I'll, you know, I'll play. Well, then I ended up getting a few. Yeah. So I was like, well, hell, I, I can't pass it up. They're going to, you know, pay for some of it. So yeah. Like, and then they're paying up for for all of it. So I was like, cool. Well, I could see how they definitely wanted you. Like, okay, you seen his dad, right? Oh, yeah, that, that was guy. yeah, that was that was the whole line. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. You know, because Pop grew like three inches in college, something like that. In Dude. college? Really? So, and they were looking at me, and I was, you know, six three, six three and a half. Chris. And they're still <laughs> Chris. Just go sign up for college. You I'm, 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 I've already, college. I've already take, gone over the hill, bro. I'm already no. over that. You're not there yet. Dude, a Chihuahua. You think I'm going to live to 102? You have not no. started he's a, AARP He's a Nashville FC yet. fan now. That shortened his yeah. lifespan yeah. a lot. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. good. Oh, big sounds okay. We still have So we, are, you, are you a better singer-songwriter than you were a football player? Yeah, I would, I would definitely more dedicated. Okay. Sure. Good. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> That's <laughs> a lot less painful. I, I've definitely stuck with it, for yeah. sure. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I mean, that was just something – this sounds how it's going to sound, but it was just something that I happen to be good at. And a lot of people think if you're good at something, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. You know, no, there's no like, oh, well, if you're good at that, you're supposed to do that. I was like, well, I don't want to do it. So I definitely, you know, definitely the songwriting side was definitely the outlet and the passion. You know, that was just, like I said, since I was a kid, that was the most familiar thing to me. So when I made the transition to do that, it was basically that's what I was going to go for. And there was no other option. So I, that's why I moved here. You know, it's, if you can do it here, you can do it anywhere in the world. No doubt. You know, so it's it's Music City. So you move here to the – it's like moving to, you know, NFL or anything. Like, this mm-hmm. is where you go. This is the big league. So Give me a, give me the couple of days leading up to you leaving Texas to move to Nashville. Well, that was – well – I wish it was like a, a better story, but it really, I was just kind of like on the couch of my, <laughs> like I had, you know, I had graduated. I had, I had nothing. I had nothing, you know, I was like, well, damn, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I gra- you know, I have a degree. That's neat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was your degree in? Uh, vocal performance. Oh, right. audio engineering. Okay. Um, and so it was one of those situations where I didn't really know what I wanted. I knew I wanted to do music, but I didn't know where I wanted to do it. And, at the time, living on the coast, I was pretty laid back. So I was like, oh, I can move to San Diego. That's pretty cool. And, I, you know, then we started looking up how expensive it was. And it was <laughs> way out. It was way over there. Uh, and I swore I would never go to Nashville in the beginning. That's, like, where I did not want to go. Um, and and why, why is that? Is, it, is there a battle there with that? Well, it was, the, yeah, I mean, it's also a little, uh, you know, naivete. You just, like, you think, oh, it's only country. You know, this is nine or ten years yeah. ago. So you, mm-hmm. you kind of get – you wrap yourself, if you're not particularly country, you kind of like, well, I don't want to go and get, you know, that's a city that's based for that. You know, I want to go somewhere it's more my style. Yeah, that's something that. we've only recently really broke out of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many different genres yeah. that yeah. we see now, but it, I mean, just 10 years ago, yeah, it was country music. That oh, was, it, that was all that was there. It was, it really, after the flood, that's when the mm-hmm. boom of Nashville happened. Was, yeah. that's, that's like the demarcation line where it really took off. I moved you know to who I think started it was Kid Rock. Really? Yeah, because I I remember 
there was a big buzz that came. No, don't don't look I'm at me. Sorry, like, I'm laughing right now. I'm because, trying to hold it back because you know I know shit about all I, kinds of shit. Of all the things I expected you to say, I, yep. I had all these things running through my head, and you said you're right. Hey, <laughs> hey, look, look here, look, look here. Yeah. School me, uh-huh. Moles. School so me. So he came here basically to produce not this album but the last album, mm-hmm. um, and he ended up moving here because of that. So when he did the album. It was kind of like he started going out going, there's just a sound. Sure. There's like a sound to it. Foo Fighters came in, did some work here. Um, Black Keys. Black Keys are here all the time now. Oh, they live here. Yeah. You know, and it, it has just kind of become Jack White put his stamp in. Sure. And then it just kind of progressed and kept going. Didn't hurt that Taylor Swift kind of made her change in that same mm-hmm. time from, you know, country to, right. to whatever it is now. But that was kind of that line it, and it was in that nine, 10 years. You know. Sure. I mean, and it's all, Nashville has always had that, you know, almost under like Bob Dylan came here and, and recorded that, a record. Yeah. And, and there's always 21 yeah, pilots. Yeah. There's been a, you know, 21 pilots in basement. Yeah. It's been a, I mean, the thing you're starting to see a, a, a lot of now is, is that it's becoming the it place to live. So a lot of people from LA and New York are coming here, which is bringing a lot of pop, Yeah, which is really cool because you can really see the change in Nashville happening. I mean, even in the country music now, it's more pop-based than it is anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so you can just really see that that's where the Nashville's heading. And yeah. it's just a, a, and just a more well-rounded, in my opinion, a more well-rounded musical culture. Yep. You know, you can just see it. You know, you go to any writer's round, and it's still a vast majority is country, because obviously this is where people go. But you can just go to any, and now there's just a huge contingency of pop writers, Yeah. which yeah. is really cool. It, it's fun. I mean... And as a writer, you know, that just is really uplifting and no matter what, to know that it's growing. And you can obviously see the physical changes of natural happen uh, too, but just as like a culture, it's changing huge, drastically. Big time. Have you as a writer, as a songwriter, seen kind of your style have to evolve with that change based um, on where you're at? Not necessarily. I think it, it happens with any kind of progression. You know, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you have a craft or anything like that, you will steadily start picking up influences from, you know, almost just like, you know, an amalgamation of different things as you're, you know, writing with this person or in this genre, whatever it might be. Um, but I mean, as far as like me personally, I think it's just more of an influential thing. Like I just will, I'll start listening to this person and then it'll start to, um, I'll see it start to influence my writing. You know, I don't know if it's right. been a conscious thing, like, okay, I need to change the way that I'm writing based on one thing or another though. Um, yeah, I mean, but you start to pick up little pieces sure, of absolutely. this and that, and, of and kind of form your own craft. Out of course, of it. absolutely. I mean, there's definitely. If you go back ten years ago, when I was writing ten or twelve years ago, when I was going to move to San Diego, you know, it was like I was writing like Jack Johnson and stuff like that. That was like <laughs> everything was like, yeah, cool, man. All right, yeah, <laughs> San Diego, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm going to move to Nashville. Fire out, man. And then, like, I, I got, that didn't go well. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to probably do something different. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things like as like i said as a writer or if you're any kind of craft like you're gonna progress it's like that's what you're doing you're gonna and it's just nothing can stay the same you know if you're and i'm not necessarily country so that's always kind of leaves a little bit more room for interpretation than some of the other stuff so who's your influences oh man uh I, someone recently i mean he's now massive uh as a guy named uh, jason isbell yeah and he's i mean the last one he re- released a record called southeastern 2013 and it just changed. It was the first record since, you know, a Jackson Brown or a Tom Petty record that I just put on. I just freaked out. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Um, but basically, Jackson Brown, Tom Petty, Jason Isbell, you know, Ben Harper, 
there's a lot of those, you know, that are kind of crossovers, you know, they have rock and roll influence, they have country and, you know, I've never just been one kind of specific thing. So where do they, where do they even call it? Like is, you know, what is that? So now, now the big, what it is, is Americana, which is 10 years ago when you were Americana, that was kind of like a, not a good thing. They put you in Americana when they didn't know what to do with you. So I was Americana my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you'd go and say, Oh, Oh, you're Americana. And they would like not know, they wouldn't know exactly what that is. And so you were kind of, I hear that and I almost think of, like folk music. Sure, now it was. Yeah. Like it, bluegrass. It, it was like the Avett Brothers. And, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Well, that would be traditionally, you know, 10 years ago would have been folk. But now yeah. that's that's yeah. all kind of switched around. It's, it's under that umbrella of Americana. And really kind of old school country acts, you know, are now, or are, are the younger people that are putting out like traditional country, they're getting, you know, umbrellaed into Americana. Because huh. it's kind of like a backdoor term for how country used to be. And now when you think of country, you mostly probably think of like bro country or that thing. And so a lot of, you know, bro is, country. You know, oh, that's what, bro there it is. I, there I know exactly, well, I'm like, I know exactly what you mean. I just haven't had a word for it. Really? There, there it is. That's, that's kind <laughs> of me. We've but discussed bro country. Yeah. I, li- I live in a small town where news does not travel very quickly. Pigeons. It takes, we're a year Pigeons. or two behind. No, someone has to bring it to us on horseback. I thought pigeons were on. And no, they're little pigeons. scrolls. We with shoot the pigeons. <laughs> we th- shoot pigeons and eat them. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. I love it. Right? And everyone's naked. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. get away with that on radio. Yeah. Yes, you can. You definitely, you definitely have a face for radio. Thank you. <laughs> More D's. I'll say that. So where where would you say your your big influence of your writing comes from? Like what, war, <laughs> love, are you uh, you know where? I definitely I would definitely you know I think a lot of times we as writers we lean on the whole love thing. So yeah, I would absolutely you know I would say lean heavy on that. It's almost mm-hmm. inevitable as a you know sensitive type person you're gonna like lean heavily on those like romantic type things. Sure, sure. Um, but honestly, a lot of I mean one of my biggest influences is how my father wrote. Um, cause I mean, that's all I ha- really had to reference as a kid that and some of the other stuff. So would uh, he only let you listen to his music? Like, a, was he just like, this it. is, this is what music is. You lock him in a room. Yeah, right. <laughs> there are no other bands. Yeah. Like this is, this is how it could be. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, but I consider myself very lucky cause we listened to badass music, you know, like, I'm sure, you know, I can't wait. They to pass. Yeah. We yeah. had, we had, yeah. It wasn't shit music that I was, yeah. getting, <laughs> that I was getting forced to listen to, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, that's, which is usually, Boy. yeah. <laughs> Boy, we're going to listen to Paul Anka tonight. Sit yeah. down. Yeah. Like, hey, I know you're seven. Black Sabbath is awesome. Right? <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah. You ever heard of Humble Pop? Like, yeah. Like, let's, let's do it. So, Dude, get this. So when my youngest daughter, she was maybe seven, I guess, maybe maybe eight. We couldn't find her in the house. I was like, where's Chloe at? We didn't know. We couldn't find her anywhere. So we go all through the house. I go back into our bedroom. And at this time, we had a computer desk in in the uh, in the bedroom, and she is sitting underneath the computer desk, like kind of where the chair would go into, and she had Master of Puppets as loud awesome. as it would go, awesome. and she was sitting under the desk with the you know the horns up, yeah, and she is head banging at seven years old, and I went, got you, you were my child, got you a winner there, <laughs> yep. love that, you gotta love it. <laughs> 
name a couple of bands that you would hear that when you hear now makes you think of your parents. Oh, uh, careful. It's a loaded yeah, question. Yeah, that is a loaded question. <laughs> I mean, Tom Petty's always been. I mean, that's a pretty blanket. Anybody could probably say that about yeah, right. it. I mean, Tom Petty's the first one. But you're mind. the only one that can say it about your house. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's always, I've made a list of my dad. That was it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I would definitely say Tom Petty. That's the very first one. I mean, that was yeah. just, I can remember those cassettes and the doors. That was always a really big mm-hmm. one, too. Um, Crosby Seals, Nash and Young, Neil Young, more specifically. Like anybody like that was like, you could, there's probably four or five bands. I mean, that always is going to bring you there for All sure. Right. Cool. Well, listen, you ready to swing that mic around? Let's get a yep. song in here. Yeah, let's do the thing. This is when I screw around with the mic some more. Yeah, great. Hey, listen for it and see if we need to do it. Because it's picking the guitar up a lot. Yeah, like that's perfect. Yeah, you might not have to swing that. Uh-huh. Just kill my. There are miles and miles between us, many roads and valleys too, so if I must walk to get to you, honey, that's what I would do. Now there's a storm rolling across Kentucky, a turning rain puddles in the pools. So if I must swim to get to you, baby, that's what I would do, yeah. Because the distance don't matter when you know what your heart is after. Yeah, the miles and the moments in your memory drive me faster. And so I'd walk. And I'd crawl, and I'd ride the howling wind to get to you. So that's what I, that's what I now, that's what I would do. There were wildfires in California You could see the smoke from Kalamazoo If I must crawl through flames To get to you, honey That's what I would do, yeah Because the distance don't matter When you know what your heart is after Yeah, the miles and the moments in your memory drives me fast. And so I'd walk, and I'd crawl, and I'd ride the howling wind to get to you. So that's what I, that's what I know, that's what I would do. All right, somebody uh, there we go. Totally hear okay. the Jack Johnson influence. You hear it? Oh. Totally. Love it. 
had gone, fun right had there. Had gone away in 10 yeah. years. I mean, absolutely. And I love Jack Johnson. Love that. But you can hear that in there. It's great. Now, yeah. I, I have a musical IQ of zero. Really? But I do. It, it might be one or two. Four guys, <laughs> four guys that came over from. Based uh, on what you're about to say next, we're going to see if it goes up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah, right. well, come on now. There's the no guitar room to go down. line, we'll call it. The guitar line on that seems almost delicate to a nature. Like I, it almost sounded like there were two guitars playing at the same you time. You are a genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beginners luck. Right. It has to do with picking the strings. Yeah. I that you're playing multiple things at once. Smooth time. as silk, man. Oh, thank you. I mean, thank just you. so effortless and just I don't know, man. Just smooth, man. Thank just you. Thank beautiful. You. That is that's dynamite, dude. But uh, had you ever heard that one? Oh yeah, I played yeah. it last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you 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 just threw that out there. You played last night right yeah. here in town. Chris was there. I know oh, he was there. Yeah. yeah. What, what do we get to hear this story now? The Yeehaw Brewer. No, I didn't do nothing. I wasn't stupid no, last night. No, story. <laughs> I mean, he was <laughs> playing. He was night. playing last night right here at, uh, in Nashville. We hadn't even heard about it. Listen, um, actually, that's my first time seeing Hunter full band. Oh, so, oh yeah, so you didn't full get full band this. last night. Yeah, that full was. band. Oh no 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 exit in. Oh yeah, exit in. with Nick. Yes. Yeah. So there's been two times. Oh great. And yeah. and, and it's 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 different. It's very different because the majority of times I have seen him acoustic, and right. this dude could just rock. I'm and acoustic. let me tell you something, man. I, I don't. I'm kind of like you, dude. I don't know a ton about music. I know what I love and what I don't. That dude plays guitar. I mean, <laughs> like nobody else, dude. I mean, when when you're on that keys trip, and you're watching those people play guitar. Dude, he sticks out like a sore thumb. You know what I mean? It, he's different. Wow, he's different. He he does the, that, that vibrating thing he, you do all the time. I'm good, that at, maneuver. I'm, I'm good at vibrating. Yes, yes. <laughs> vibrating. Right now, all of our women. That's why I'm on this couch. Up. <laughs> D couch, vibrating couch. We have 723 uh, women listeners. No, in but thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It, it's cool to see. I mean, you you always see people doing different things to make the guitar sound different. The pedal, mm-hmm. the slide. He does this weird thing where that he, he kind of like shaking it, but it, it, it's it makes it give it that wavy sound to Reverb. it. Reverb. The the vibrato. The, the, the oh the. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. That, that that thing you just said. Yeah. <laughs> Which that would be me too. I'd be like, yeah, that thing you just said. That yeah, sounds, that great. sounds right. Do that. Yes. Do neat. that little wavy thing. That's neat. Shake your guitar for us. Sean, I'm still looking for that picture. That's pretty cute. I like that. So when you, so you said last night you had full bands. I did. Yes. So what's a is it hard to transition if you're if you're used to doing kind of acoustic or you, and then you get a full band set or do you kind of do a streak with one and then you switch yeah i mean, I mean it, it just depends i mean obviously depending on what song you're playing when you're doing acoustic it's always going to feel more intimate because it's just you on the on the guitar um and usually um live the songs are going to be the way that we arrange them live are going to be a little bit more rocking on that the upbeat side even that song has a pretty like a consistent like it's up right right um but no not necessarily i mean you it's you wrote the tune so you kind of already know innately how it is how you're gonna sing it how you're gonna play it so um i would definitely say when you're playing a full band show you go into it with a different headspace for sure okay you know just because you're front of a band and it, you know you're in front of usually more people because you're just out on like a rocking place you're about to to give it to them so yeah there's a, there's a difference but it's you know it's all do you have a consistent band that you work with mm-hmm. absolutely okay, cool yeah, guys are great yeah they're very good i, I like they 
they gave you your moment at times. Sure. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. It was. Uh, that's you know not that they're not supposed to, but it, no, no, good. absolutely. Cool. No, they're they're fantastic. I mean, they're it's that whole thing. You know, if you're uh, you know, it's all about who you surround yourself with. If you're like the best musician in the band, then you're in the wrong band. That kind of thing. So like, I they're fantastic, and they're all you know wonderfully talented and gifted. So I mean, really, you're bringing that kind of you know, it's it's basically just on me to not screw things up because they're not going to screw <laughs> up. Uh-huh. You know, if I get up there and blow it up, like ah, yeah, it was you. That yeah. was not them because they're good. They're, <laughs> you're like you're paying them to be really good, and yeah. so they're going to be really good. So the reason I ask that question is because musicians won't have a band and they'll use session musicians. Well, and, and that's, well, in the, in the, they are session musicians, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I got really lucky that, um, the guys are really good friends of mine. So mm-hmm. they, and they like the music and we have a great relationship. So it works, it, it works, you know, and it, yeah, it's, it's, important. Actually, it's one of the, yeah. the best compliments when we play it's weird. Cause they say, wow, it's so great to see a band smile. Because yeah. you're right. And naturally yep. you'll go see a show. And a lot of times you're just reading the charts, you know, because yep. it's, you know, for, you know, more or less terms, it's, they're just there, they're getting paid to go through the song, and it's easy to read a chart, you know, my tunes aren't necessarily the songs that you can just chart out to and just go and give it to a guy 10 minutes before the show, mm-hmm. you know, we're putting on a show, and the songs are fairly intricate, so, you know, we want to go in well rehearsed, so it's a band, you know. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure, if I just have never noticed this mm-hmm. before, but I like the style you used yesterday, where you introduced a different band member in between each song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. I've never seen anybody do that before. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, we um, we had a we had a discussion. It's actually uh, I watched uh, I went uh, Jason Isbell has a, a concert on uh on YouTube that's full. Uh, it's like him live at uh live. I think at the I can't remember where he's at, a Hard Rock or something. He did that, and I thought that was really interesting because we were having a discussion at rehearsal. Like, it's pretty like self you know self indulgent at the end just to introduce the whole band at the end. You know, kind of like yeah. this whole. Like everyone does, we're like, like yeah, after yeah. yeah like, uh-huh. oh, here's the guys. That's a good point. Thanks for coming back for the encore, yeah. but real quick, I'd like to let you know about these guys. Yeah, here's right. Timmy on exactly. the fiddle. Yeah, and it, it's just one of those things. That you, you know, and a lot of times you don't, people don't even get introduced. You know, it's because yeah. they're just paying them. They just get, they want to sing the songs, and you know, those guys, they might help. not know their names. Right, and so you know. Don't most. worry about that guy. He ain't even got an Instagram. What's your name? What's your name? Yeah, Bill? Well, you don't need to know who he is. Bill, is that Bill over there? Bill on bass. <laughs> Me. Uh, no, so they, I mean, they, they, they're bringing the songs just as much to life as I am by writing it and bring it to them. And so it, it's, you know, one of those things that I always want everyone to feel as a part of, as a part of that machine as they can be. It's not like this sense of like, right, you have to be here. I'm the one singing. You got to do this. Like we're all in this hour, 45 minute thing together. So y'all are helping these songs come to life. And that's why they get, thank you. Uh, that's why, you know, they're going to get their moments too. Like I, and it just may, it makes it easier in transitions too, because you're giving them their time away from playing. They get, you know, to have their, wow. Oh, that's John McNally. Or that's all cool. And that's who that is, you know, mm-hmm. instead of being at the end, everyone's loud and playing. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people do that, you know, they extend their last song for about eight minutes and introduce the band. And, <laughs> you know, when you break it up, it, it becomes a fish song. I really, I, yeah, but I appreciate you recognizing that. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. See, good job, Chris. Thank you. You're I'm a mu- proud of you. Your Toby, musical you IQ something. has gone up. Toby, IQ is higher, higher than Toby's. Say something nice about you. Yeah, I just did something nice. Your hair looks nice. Chris, you are the lead singer of our band. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, because you know, like he doesn't wait until the end to introduce us, and 
You know, That's it's, right. It's personalized. It's not you know, in the last 30 Sitting seconds. across from me is Toby in his sexy canary yellow shirt. It's not in the last five like seconds. And the, the blog talk lady is going, your show is in me in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We got Toby over here in Big Pop Smoke. We love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Could be worse. From this side, the hearts part. Yeah. It looks when like it says farts. farts. Yeah, when, when, it, when it crinkles. <laughs> yeah, when it crinkles. Yeah. You say farts across his shirt. Did the I'm sorry. The, my farts beat for you. <laughs> All right, so I've seen you play a couple of different guitars. Uh-huh. All right, this is one of, I think, like two or three, mm-hmm. right, that get on the rotation. Can you give me an idea about each one of them? He's got a so I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I play in a lot of different tunings, uh, and it's just easier for me and to transition in and out of songs because I play – you know, in like an hour set, I'll play, you know, eight to ten songs, and I'll have four, three or four guitars. So, obviously, you can't tune guitars in and out. And it's just easier for me to obviously go grab a guitar and just plug it and keep rocking. So, cool. and it's just now it's gotten to the point because there was a few times in the beginning where you try and, you know, you'll be playing in front of people. You're like, oh, I'm just going to tune this guitar in the moment. And it doesn't go that way. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Hang on. Let me drop that E to a D. Hang <laughs> on. How's everybody doing? Uh, Damn. Uh, this went too far. Working, you know, <laughs> and then you get, and then you try and go into the tune. You're like, you're like ah. you know, so I just, I just cut out the middleman and just got as many, you know, as many guitars as there as I can. Uh, they're not all the same though, right? They're not. No. Uh-huh. So I mean, well, this one's a uh, my Gibson J45, uh, the custom, and then play two Martins after that. So like last night, that's what oh, I like Martins. Yeah, the good guitar. So um, it's got a good. This is actually the, the first Gibson I've ever owned. It's just like, it's fantastic. Yeah, you know. We got a Gibson and two Martins. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, well, how many? How many all together? Well, yeah, uh, it's two more at home. Two more at home. Uh, yeah, we. That was one thing that I can no, honestly. Three more. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. I was definitely. Um, I was kind of spoiled in that aspect. You know, I didn't get. No. I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get a new. I didn't get a new car when I was sixteen. I didn't. <laughs> but I got a you know my dad had a mark growing up Fender strong okay. so i always you know he did start me off with like a you know a starter guitar but and he's like you gotta learn to play all that and i was like absolutely and he'd go to work and i'm like and i'd play on the martin and he'd come home and i'd play my guitar <laughs> so, but then it quickly it started to evolve where like i definitely need more instruments so. is there a black one i want to say that's kind of bigger mm. do you have a guitar that's kind of bigger it seems no i mean it, this is the only one that would look kind of close to that oh maybe that's what i'm thinking i don't uh, know i, I remember it, it looked big the one time you played. Was that the bass the player? Is that the bass player? <laughs> that was no. the bass player. He was really drunk. No. He yeah. thought it was at, you. At, at what part of the show is this? Were you, <laughs> was this at the beginning or at the end? If you're asking about the end. Did nah, you know somebody end. playing a cello? <laughs> Holding it up in the air. Why were they standing it up? <laughs> is that lazy they couldn't hold that thing? <laughs> he just thought you had a bigger black one. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> and the guitar yeah. too. <laughs> Yo, you're sad. Change subjects. I got a buddy. He's got thirty six guitars. Really? Thirty six. Wow. One day. He was thirty six. He he had like eight octopuses. Like that sounds like uh, a great guy to know. I love that. Really yeah, he's really smart. smart. <laughs> he's a pyro guy. That's awesome. So oh yeah, I do like him all of a sudden. Oh yeah. Yeah, when he taught me what dragons were, I was like, "Oh, we gotta have some of those for soccer." <laughs> if you've never, have you ever seen a dragon go off? No, I've not. It's fifty-five foot of flame. Wow, of just flame, and there's like ten of them. So we're at Metallica up in uh, New Jersey. 
<laughs> on the side stage. And all of a sudden you see the little red light going off in the back, which means pyro is going to go off. And then you just feel this immense heat. And where we're standing, we can see the stage and the crowd. And then you have all the rigging. And then you see these flames shoot up over the rigging. Wow. Nice. I was like, holy shit, what was that? He goes, Wow. Like, yes, they are. Hey, that's like a kiss concert. I, I became, Dude, it was. I didn't realize I was a pyromaniac until I went to a Ramstein concert. Ramstein. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I was gonna survive, but oh, when man. I did, I was in love. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got to see when they did one up in New Jersey. They had a laser show, so they're basically replicating the battlefield. Yeah. Okay. Lasers all over the crowd. There's, there's smoke all over the place. They got all the pyro blowing up in the back. So, you know, there's an explosion in the song one. And you hear, you know, like some shit happens and fire shoots up out of the crowd. And then fire shoots up back here. And I'm just like, God, this is freaking amazing. So I'm rocking out to this song. I'm two stories up, sitting up here on the side of the stage, just jamming, man, losing my fucking mind. I've got my phone out. I'm recording everything. And then I'm just sitting here, and this explosion goes off. Had no idea it was coming. Scared the shit out of me. My phone goes 10 feet in the air. It is literally dropping, and I reach out and snag it. Linda Blair, the exorcist, slaps me on the back of the head, and she goes, what a fucking catch. I was like, you saw that? She goes, that was great. Best moment of my life. Wow. Linda Blair. Yeah, her head spun around. I have no idea what did. You know who Linda Blair is? No, I know the story, but... Yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs> Dude, from my soul, Toby. That also could be the single most metal story that's ever been told. Like that the, is pretty the metal. exorcist just hit you on the back after you <laughs> dropped your phone from flames <laughs> at you. a fucking concert. Yeah. Thank you. Hell they, yeah. Like, at I, least I, Hunter I, gets it, I had Toby. I piece it all together, See? then Respect. I was like, no, that's metal. That's See? Like, Respect. He that's gets just, it, Toby. That's why Respect. your IQ is so low. It is. You're still a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him. You, you cannot know about that, but you knew everything to what you I know. to know about yes. me. I Every love that. I know. All that matters. <laughs> Stick to your hunter studies. Yeah. Please. We love Toby, though. Toby. Toby's good people. You, you play electric you guitar also? Sure. Yeah? Is there a big difference there? Not necessarily. I mean, volume. Volume. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's one of those things that I, for the longest time, uh, I did. I would go back and forth between electric and acoustic and I, um, when I was first in town and those first years I was in a blues trio, that's all we did was just nothing but, you know, love it. like Texas, Texas blues, rock and roll stuff, which I still play some of it in my, in my show now. Um, but it just was, it's, it's for me, it's the most comfortable, Yeah. you know, and I know I, probably at some point in time, you know, I will go back and, and start integrating it, you know, electric stuff into my, my, uh, my live show. But right now I just, I love acoustic guitars. I love rocking out with an acoustic guitar. Um, and actually this band that I'm in now, it's the first time I've ever had another guitar player. I've, oh, always, wow. been, I've always, been, always been the only guitar player because just because I had so many parts and things mm. like that, but it's really like filled out the sound and taking a lot off my back where I can just really focus on performing. And so it's, it's really cool, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think one day I'll probably go back to some electric guitar. You know, one of my favorite things to hear is when somebody's losing their mind on an acoustic. Yeah. Like yeah. when they're playing an acoustic and I don't mean they're just playing the acoustic. They're playing it. You can hear the strings getting hit. You can hear everything about it. There's a sound that goes with it, and it's just sure. it's solid. I love it. Yeah. Listen to me. 
the, I know he can't unleash in my bedroom. Yes, he All can. Right? Well, he could try, but he I'm, can't. unleash it. I'm going to tell you right now, this kid is probably one of the greatest guitar players I've Do ever it. seen. This dude can freaking rip. I'm telling you, he can rip. Eruption Van Halen. Right now, you know, did you hear me? Eruption Van Halen, right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, we, we talked about, you just talked about that, you know, he really plays, you know, you like that playing the guitar. Yeah. Part. Oh, yeah. Dude, him and then other guy we had on, Nick. Yeah. Those guys, he, when, he killed it with When it. they played the, the, uh, an acoustic guitar like that, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, why are you playing it so loud? It's like, <laughs> right. Because, but you're like, you, it's like, it's so awesome. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, you feel it you're, and you're banging on it and, yep. and you hear that, that slapping sure. and it's, there's it's, an authenticity about it. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yep. Yeah, I love that. I think you lose a lot when on electric, in my opinion. I think you hear more of the artist with an acoustic than you do an electric. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, would it's agree preference. With that. I mean, it, it's it's obviously, and that's uh, it's preference, and um, because you know, electric and acoustic, obviously, it's just you know, uh, some people are going to only do electric, and you know, they're both reciprocal. I mean, if you play electric, you play acoustic. You know, that just happened to be what I've started kind of. Oh, is that to. true? You could, if you can play one, you can play them both. Yeah, of course, yeah. Oh. I mean, they're they're, they're I don't the know exact, that much. Yeah, they're they're the exact same thing. Now mine just went down. Yeah, right? that's that's that okay. it did. I brought it back up when I filled in. Cheap guitar is really good. They got a Viagra over there. I need to get mine up. You know, it, there's a sometimes there's a difference in the spacing between. The string of the neck and yeah. the, how easy they play. And, yeah, very good. You know. I don't feel stupid. I'm just am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's Here get we go. All right, let's get another song. Dude. Toby, help me out over there. She was young, wild-eyed and free. Sitting still was never really her cup of tea. Windows down, her hand like a wing in the wind. An old Corolla gonna take her where she ain't ever been. Cause she got her bright feathers from her mother Her daddy always do what the store Yeah, when Apple was born She was born to soar In a soul, it's sung aloud on their 
Cause she got her bright feathers from her mother And her daddy always knew what's in I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. I'm just gone. I'm I'm leaving. Nothing's nothing's gonna top that. That's so it. I'm out. I'm Dude, that's so damn good. Man. <laughs> I love, I love the rhythm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank oh you. my thank god. The in the middle. That thank was fun. That was, that was that was fun. The, thanks. Man. I like that. Thanks <laughs> is, is that the one about your mom? It is. Yeah. I was gonna say, listening to that, that's not just something you come up with one night. That's way deeper than than something like that. What's what's going on there? Yeah. That I mean. And the fun thing is that it did it did happen in like about two hours. Like, no, <laughs> like I said, did, music like, IQ of like zero. No, no, no. You're you're out of everyone. You're still right on. You're right where you need to. Your genius level. And I love it. At least when it comes to my stuff, which is all that needs to happen. Uh, no, it it was so it's a little a mixture of my mother and uh, and my sister. I'm the youngest of two sisters, and uh, they my mom and my my sister Abby. She um, they had Corollas growing up. And uh, it was just one of those things that kind of hit me. I wanted to write a song kind of like Bruce Springsteen. And as I was sitting there, I was like, oh, born in that's pretty cool. And I just started thinking about my mom and my sister. And it just kind of like snowballed from there. And I looked up about an hour and a half, two hours later, and it's basically the way you hear it. I got a buddy oh, wow. that came so, to Nashville from Texarkana. Oh, yeah. In the 90s, I guess, and mm-hmm. went big. Mm-hmm. And his Toyota is still sitting on his farm. Really? Yep, the one he drove from Texarkana to here. I love that. It's still on his farm. That is, that's awesome. Yep. Texarkana, that's from Smoking the Bandit, right? Yes, it is, Chris. We actually have we have some family there. 
Yeah, yes, it's family sex work, yeah. It's a fine city. So very fine. You, you talked about <laughs> I like that look. You talked fine. <laughs> you talked about two hours for that song. Where, where's your average for your music? Uh, you days? know, it just depends. I mean, I usually yeah, not average. Hold on, take that back. That sounded really stupid. No, no, no. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but, you know, so, well, I mean, it just, it just depends. <clears throat> I know. What is this? We don't talk statistics, Chris. <laughs> yeah, not exact numbers. <laughs> We're no math magician. Yeah, we are not math magicians. I got an abacus. <laughs> I, I, I had a coach one time that said that he he wouldn't say he thought he was saying it right. But he wouldn't say mathematician. He says, "Well, hell, I'm no math magician." But <laughs> and he legitimately Fair thought enough. that he legitimately thought that that was. We're all like, "Man, we're no math magicians." <laughs> I had a girl Make that the used numbers to work. disappear. I had a girl that used to work for me. She used to think that raccoons were called raccoons. That's pretty amazing. I they know. are. They are now. I just would look at her and I'm like, "She's talking about trash pandas," and she's trash like, pandas. "Yeah, raccoons." Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it's it's. Sorry, I, no, off. no, perfectly. Fine. I, I I usually describe it like, you know, songwriting is usually like you. I I equate it to sometimes you're you know if you're walking you know through a house and you open a door, and you have to decorate the whole room. You have to walk in, you sit down. Every word is there, so it takes longer because you have to paint the walls. You decorate this, and sometimes you just open the door and everything's already decorated. Just sit down, and that's how songwriting is. Sometimes you'll just you'll sit down the guitar, you'll play the the same chord you played a million times. It'll just resonate differently. And you'll write it. So I mean, I've written the song completely in twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Damn. And then other times you sit down and it, you'll write a, a verse and a chorus, and then five years later you'll finish it. It'll just it'll hit you like that mm-hmm. what it needs to be. I mean, honestly, in the probably the last six seven months, I really haven't been writing a whole lot. Uh, you know, just I've written for you know so many years, and you know I've kind of just got to. I wouldn't even say it's writer's block. It's just you kind of get to the point. What did Neil Young used to say? It's, it's the horse. You know. You know, the inspiration, you know, and, and save a horse, ride a cowboy. I hope no. I hope Neil Young never <laughs> said I, hope, that. I, hope, I don't think he did uh, ever. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to ask the Google box. But I'm almost 100 percent positive. He didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, as far as the song, I think and this town has a really bad. I say bad. It has a propensity to make you feel like you have to write 30, 40 songs a week. Yeah. If not, then you're not you're not valid, you know, because it's the machine. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, songwriting machine where you have to just be pumping out. Hits and hits, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing by any stretch. I have so many wonderful friends that are just machines that can pump out tunes like that all the time. Um, I've never been that guy. I've never been someone that can just sit down every day and write two or three songs, do two or three co-writes. Um, but for the most part, I mean, if if it, inspiration's there, is Neil Young, and the horse is there, and you're ready to ride, then you know it could take 20 minutes or an hour or two hours, but it just depends really. So I'm allergic to horses. What's, uh, have you have you <laughs> ever done a song that somebody else wrote? I have not. I've never performed one that you know someone wrote and then I started playing it for them. Okay. Never, I mean, I know covers done. and things like that are a thing, but that that's something that I've always kind of that's kind of a newer thing I feel, or maybe it's just now becoming more that people oh, no, no, that's, commonly that's discussed. Performing other that, people's music. No, that's always been a thing for sure. That's just yeah. Like, okay, oh. so but the songwriters have never really gotten as much credit, I feel, as kind of they do now. There's George some people Strange now has. that know yes, but there's some people now that know songwriters strictly for their songwriting ability and they want to collaborate oh, yeah. with them or work with them. Oh, yeah. Well sure. I mean there's I mean now especially because <clears throat> people are, you know, in national specifically, I mean there's just so many wonderful writers that don't want to be artists. You know, yeah. that they just want to be the they want to be behind the scenes and that's, that's what they want they want to get paid. And they don't want to be out in front of people. Yeah. But no, I mean, people have been, uh, I mean, Bernie Toppin is one of those famous ones. Uh, I mean, there's just, if you go back, I mean, Elvis barely wrote any of his own songs, if any. 
Because uh, so that used to be a really good way to make money, well, was to be a songwriter. Like, you could make a boatload of money being a songwriter. Don't make me sad. Uh, right? Back I don't in need the to day? Be sad right yeah. Back yeah. in the day? Because I, I would assume, I would assume the other way, because I, I never saw... you got to be lucky. It was never like, no. hey, guess who wrote this song? Because it, it had everything to do with your airplay. So you're getting all this airplay. So if you write a number one song, say George Strait, for instance. Okay, so he... His songwriter would write a number one song, 117 of them, however many it is, and the more airplay he got, the more plays he got, the more royalties he got. Well, when digital media came through and all of a sudden everybody's streaming songs and all this stuff, the percentages started going way, 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 way mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. Like Bette Miller, have you heard the thing about the wind beneath my wings? I think so, yeah. But- and she gets a check for like... A thousand three hundred and oh, some yeah. odd dollars or whatever. I mean, there's people instead that, of what it yeah. used to be. Yeah, I mean, there's if you talk to anybody, I mean, <clears throat> that has millions of streams on Spotify. I mean, there it it does not even it barely pays bills. Not like it used to. Not like yeah. you, I mean, but it was also you were pushing like mechanical royalties and like you were you were actually getting hard copies of things like CDs, like yep. physical mm-hmm. copies of yep. things that you were pushing, so you could charge more and things like that. Also, songwriters were making way more money because. Let's say you were to get on a George Strait record 20 years ago, but the song wasn't number one. Someone was still going to go buy your record. Yeah. You know, so you could still have, you know, oh, I got two cuts on a record. You know, now it's, I mean, people, I, I record a full record and I haven't even released it. I've just parceled it out. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Now. You release one, you release two, you know, so that's kind of the, you know. Is there a record release coming? Yeah, that, yes, there will be. Well, I'm, I like how I'm saying this, and I'm going to release a whole friggin' record. I was going to say, when is this, when is this record it. release coming? Where's the party Wait a second. No, Wait a second. The party. Release party? Here. <laughs> We're going to have it here. Tailgate show on set? <laughs> is that what I heard? Uh, I got a champagne glass. There you go. Yes. But, but yes, I mean, a, a lot of times now they're just releasing singles. That's the way to yeah. do it, and it, it's yeah. all about playlisting. Yep. Mm. You know, that's the huge thing now with, with Spotify is getting on a playlist. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's the new radio. That's the new Great thing. Yeah, Everyone's trying strange. to be paying for, play to, you know, are paying for uh, people to play, you know, or get you on this list or, you know, there's, it, the list goes on and on things, but no one's going start to finish on right. an album anymore. No, people really. still are, you know, are I, they, mean, are I, they? Did, I did, you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that, I'm I'm still kind of old school, so I, I want to do. Well, a that's record. fair. That's fair. And um, I guess there are there's still plenty that do. Of course, that. yeah. And, I, I, and I, I, I'm terrible about that. I'm like, well, if if I've already started doing this, everyone's already started. And that, I know that's not the case, but there's it, a trend towards. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier these days, and cost cost efficient, really. I mean, where you can go in and record one song, you know, and these days the the technology is so fantastic that you can go in and essentially record. In your, and it has been for 10 years, but really in the last few years, it's gotten amazing. You can go in and drop your song on Spotify, and it can get picked up on a playlist, and two weeks later, it has 30 million views. Yeah. And you just came in your room and just did it. So it's like people are really starting to take advantage of that, which makes it, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just the times are changing. You yeah. Know, it just, it's amazing it, how it's And it, it's so weird. And it's cool thing is, is that you can, you can track the analytics of Spotify. It's really amazing because you can go in and say, okay – it breaks it down by region. You can say, well, the most streams and plays I'm getting is from Texas. Cool. Yeah. I can go back and know, oh, in this part of the world, I'm getting a lot of traction. I can go play these shows and people most likely will come out. Yeah, you could sell more shows in that yeah, area. So th- yeah, so there's an argument to be made that it's it's hard to make money. You know, it's different. And there's also an argument to be made, well, it's easier because you now know yeah. there's there's ways to track the analytics of it. So. Yeah, why go play a show in Maine Right. And nobody up there knows who the hell you so, are? There's been, I mean... Right when I was releasing my first single last year or the year before, I can't remember. Um, 
there was the the guy that was helping me out. He said, yeah, well, uh, one of our artists had never even released a single, never, and had never performed live in front of an audience. Wow. And released a single, and it got picked up on this on this playlist, and it got literally like forty or fifty million streams. <laughs> and it just, and then someone came in and signed him. You know, it's it's literally that's that's basically how it's kind of blown. It. Yeah, it can happen like that these days. Because it just shows, okay, cool. I mean, it immediately validates whatever that was that person did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for better or worse, it just kind of is what it is. Uh, speaking of how the business has changed, um, I ran into this woman, you know, and uh, she told me about a girl who, was, who plays, you know, singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she does Facebook Live uh-huh. with, a, with a virtual tip jar. Mm-hmm. Uh, she made over a hundred thousand dollars last year. Oh wow! I did, I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we talked shows? about this before. We yeah. talked about this yeah. on the show. Yeah, with Jay Hartley. I had we never about heard it. of this. I, never yeah. heard, I mean, I, I knew you, could, but I didn't. I not heard that story. That's incredible. Yeah, well, it's it, the it, genius of using today's technology. Correct. That it's, is genius. That's and amazing. The virtual tip jars, PayPal. It says wow. right on there. You click on it, whatever you want to donate. She had on there the other day. Uh, unlock the new song, hundred dollars. Wow. Hundred dollars to unlock the new song. That's and you unreal. get it. See, and that's—I mean—and it's so weird now. You know, been doing it for so long, been in town. You—you you kind of feel like you not know everything, but you're—you feel like you're on the front edge of all music stuff. And I didn't know that. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, listen, you know? now, and you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like weird. You know, I'm just a, a you know, a nobody. Right. And I was like, and I, I somebody I, to ask her. I thank you. I ran it. I said, you know what? I'm going to tell Joey first. I, I I talked to Joey the most, Jay Hartley. So I'm like, hey, listen. Look at this. And he had never seen it. I'm like, all right, well, shit. Then I got to start telling some other people about it. You know, the other guys that I know. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah I'll mean, show I, it to you after the show. I got it on my she, Facebook. Did she have her clothes on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Did she have her clothes on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. even more special. Yep. That's you know amazing. what? You know what, though? That's a, no, she's really good. That she's really a, good, but... I think that's a valid question to ask for someone who's making a hundred thousand dollars on a Facebook <laughs> on, a, on a virtual tip jar. I was like, wow, she must be really good. So, yeah. so no, I, and I'm gonna go sideways on this. So there's a girl that gets on YouTube all the time, oh, and she's rather well endowed, and she always wears just a bikini top, right, when she plays, and she can play the guitar and she can sing, and she uses the combination of the three things, and her YouTube Four. viewership is through brilliant the roof. Brilliant. And she's making so much money off of it. That's brilliant. And what am I doing? Have you tried? Lawns? I, mean, I thought about putting on a bikini top. I would and, watch and moles in a bikini top play guitar on YouTube. I, kind I, of would. I would do that. <laughs> I should do that. that I'm just, might just... You know, I'm going to be an Instagram influencer. Y'all watch. Uh-huh. All right, so listen, Hunter, can we beg you for a, a big, ukulele? Maybe we can close this thing out with one more tune? Sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm y'all can stay and talk soccer if you want to talk soccer. I'd love to, but I don't know nearly as much as I need to. to probably you don't have to. They, I know they, they, that's how I feel about music. music. I, know yeah. that, I know they kick, and there's nets at either end or sides or in the air somewhere. And, I know uh, there's a guitar, and you do and zero finger IQ, thing. And the, and the referee plays Uno or something like that. Your IQ like, is higher or <laughs> equal like to Tony. Out, busting out cards yeah. and stuff. So. But he was at one match. Tell him. And you guys, were, you, guys were pro- you guys were probably there. The, uh, in 2014, the USA versus Guatemala. Yeah. Oh, yes. The first match I took yes. my eventual wife to. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Amazing. Really? Wow. I told you one of them were there. That's right? great. No, so both of us were there. See? See? Where were you? See? Florida. 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 <laughs> Hang on, let me flip the mic. 
And um, this is the one you said, uh, it's called Magnolia, that you said, they let me have my moment. Musky dine wine and honeysuckle on the vine, yeah. A picnic for two as you pick through dandelion. And her summer dress silhouette showed her figure so divine. We're 18 and free. With no cares or worries, just a kiss from her lips was all I would ever need. Yeah, cause we fell in love in the shade of the magnolia tree. I showed those birds and bees something they never seen, no. Yeah, cause we fell in love in the shade of the magnolia tree. Well, a mockingbird cries and limbs overhead. Blanket on the ground, quilted blue, was a perfect fit. And we were nose to nose and toes to toes. Sure felt like heaven. We're 18 and free. With no cares or worries, just a kiss from her lips. Was all I would ever need Yeah, cause we fell in love In the shade of the magnolia tree I showed those birds and beasts Of something they never seen, no Yeah, cause we fell in love In the shade of the magnolia tree Yeah, cause we fell in love Mmm, we fell in love Well, in the shade of The magnolia tree Yeah Damn. 
I did the thing. That yeah. <laughs> that that just rings Nashville to me so much. Uh it, yeah, it, I've never it, seen it one. It feels so it feels so familiar. Your music. I haven't heard any of these three songs before. And I feel like I have, like I've heard them, and and I, I knew them, and I like grew up with them. They just feel it, that's, it strikes that's something. A, thank you. That's a one. That could be one of the best compliments, truly. That's yeah. One, that's thank, good. That's a great. Thank hey, you. Where, where to go, Tony? <laughs> Damn, that's killing good. it. Hey, yeah. Relatability. You know what? That's, that's good. You're my best friend, just oh, like there, that. There we go. There we go. Yeah, 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 you go, you go for it. Just like right. go. I love that. And you know, you got married at the one soccer match, that, or the, the, well, inevitably, yeah. inevitably. Found the girl. Love it. Took the girl. Yeah. Yeah. I never seen a magnolia tree until I got here. Yes, you have. All over Florida. You've seen them. You just didn't know. Yeah, they're they're all all through that. Right now, your plant IQ is really low, and I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. I don't remember anything with a big. That's the big white flower one, right? I don't don't remember ever seeing that until I got here. Yeah. We uh, dark leaves. We leather. Oh yeah. I I saw palm trees. That's true. There's not. No, we had we had a we used to have a some family land and we had a massive like 200 and something old year old uh, magnolia tree oh, gargantuan and it used to be back in dad's here you can really help me with this so like in the like the 20s right dad said so that's where everyone would meet that was like the thing right yeah, it was family land since the 1800s so right. that's where they held the reunions was under that giant under, oh, under a huge magnolia that's cool so in obviously magnolia trees are just you know they're part of the Southern culture and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's, it was just one of the things as soon as I kind of hit on that. That's, and the funny thing about that tune is I wrote it for kind of a specific purpose. I, uh, so I can't, I can't say his name, but, uh, he's someone in town that he's going to be my first producer. And so, you know, it's the Nashville thing, you know, you get those opportunities where like, okay, we sit down, you have a meeting and you know, it's going to happen. And, um, you know, someone always says, well, play me your, your best song, you know, play me that whole, that whole thing. And uh, the day before, um, I was going to go have this, or um, I was going to have this meeting. I was meeting with another guy that was his friend. We were just having a having a beer and we were talking. He said, "Well, yeah, well, you know, so and so used to be a drummer. You know, that was like his thing, and he's a very, 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 very well known drummer uh, for a well known band." And um, I said, "Oh, wow, you know that? Yeah." He says, "Yeah, we were talking that." Uh, no one writes in three, four anymore, which is a waltz, which is a lot of times in the mm-hmm. 50s, 60s, 70s. That's all that, you know, that swing feel three, four is what, you know, a lot of country songs back in the gap were written that way. I said, really? He said, yeah, well, you know, we were just talking, you know, Ken says no one writes like that anymore. So I, I went back, I said his first name, but you probably can't figure it out. And uh, <laughs> uh, so I went back and uh, I wrote that song. So I knew it, that next day uh, that I was going to be having that meeting with him. And he said, uh, he said, oh, man, we'll, well, we'll play me a song. So I played that song for him, knowing that I'd written it in that time signature. And uh, so, so is that how you chose that? Because if someone came up to me and they were like, play, play your best song, right. how do you even I choose mean, that? Once again, that's, a, that's just a Nashville thing. You know, they, they're just basically putting you on the spot to see what you have at the moment. Okay. Um, but it's funny because – you know, and it's usually not that they'll play me your best song and they'll say, well, play me something. You know, it's, it's not necessarily, yeah, you know, fair, it had to be fair, just absolutely. Right. You know, just play, it, it's usually said that way. I'll play me your best song. It's usually you're going to play your best song for someone that you're trying to impress. Yeah. Right. You're like, well, this song is shit, but yeah. I'm going to play it for you. Yeah. This song, I wrote Dark Sound. Hey, I'm going to do it. Hey, this is I terrible. I haven't finished writing it, but uh, yeah. work with me. Yeah. Right? Uh, if you could chime in and maybe do the, do the harmony. Yeah. You know, you know, they've probably heard that once or twice before. Oh, God, for you know, you know, 
every producer or something has heard somebody come up and say, "All right, well, this is it's a work in progress." This like, song's it's, mediocre. Right. This yeah, is first draft. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but I but I played it for him, and uh, knowing that that was you know his opinion or you know, and as soon as I finished, he goes. Did you know that's in three four? I said, well, "Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, crazy. <laughs> that's not, yeah, man." I was like, "No one writes like that anymore, right?" He's like, well, "I know." Oh, did, did that? Did that? Uh, did that West Coast come out? Were you like, "Yeah, man"? It's like, "Yeah, I, three it, four. It wasn't. It wasn't until my, we became wonderful friends. Like, and I told that story. He's like, "Son of a bitch." Yeah. <laughs> like, no way. That's called doing your homework. Yeah, that was just that was a little that was an insider tip. Right yeah, there. yeah. But, it's and, your audience, and he. He's a wonderful friend now, mentor for life. So. Awesome. Really awesome. Special. How Dude. do people find you? What's yeah. that? How do people find uh, you? All the socials, Hunter, T-Y-N-A-N, Hunter Tynan Davis. Uh, that's on Spotify. That's Amazon. That's all the things. And uh, Facebook, just type that in. It should come up, hopefully. Cool. And Instagram. Instagram, Hunter Tynan Davis. And, also- and, and, you know, listen, Hunter plays a lot of good shows right here in town, man. Mm-hmm. He's great to see, man. I'm telling you. Uh, either way, either acoustically or with the full band, he's a a great person to see live. How how was that Yeehaw Brewery? I haven't Fantastic. been there yet. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful space. Really? It's, yes, it's great. I mean, it's once when you get there, you it's almost hard to believe that it's in the spot that it's in. It's crammed in there. It, well, yeah, but then it's so open and yeah. so like they Where just did a it? wonderful. It's a sixth and Peabody. Oh, so it just uh, opened like maybe what maybe a. Two months ago, uh, it's a little, like was it a little bit more than that. Two, like, okay, yeah. but still, like within the last yeah, this I mean, summer, it's, it's early still summer, very, very within new. the past decade. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would. I mean, it's one of my even before I played there. It's it's one of my favorite spaces. You know, it, it really they did a fantastic job, and it they have is. good product too. Old Smokey's great. It and, is uh, good. Yeah, good beer. So. The moonshine too. Yeah. I was surprised to hear that when I saw you mention that 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 Yeehaw's got moonshine. Yeah, that's not as big in Central Tennessee as it is Eastern Tennessee. Yeah, it's it, well, as much. It, yeah, and it's the it's because they can hide in Eastern. I think it's right. Old Smoky is Tennessee's first. It was Tennessee's first legal dist- or uh, yes, still uh, moonshine. No, and, and I don't mean to be sarcastic here, but this is real moonshine. No. Okay. No, yeah. No, it's <laughs> not. I just wanted to make sure that it's, it's, you it's can't still feel your asshole yeah. burn when you drink yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Not. Okay. Like, like real moonshine can like make you go blind. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. And <laughs> apple pie. Have you ever had apple pie moonshine? I, I'm not a favorite, uh, a fan of flavors. Like, I just, I just do not like Dude, it. apple pie moonshine is phenomenal. Oh, I'm not saying I, mean, I won't far drink as pure it. grain yeah. alcohol goes. Right. Well, you, know. you had a shot of the salted caramel or whatever that is. I just, I'm just not a fan of, of, you know, of any of the flavors. Yeah, I like I like flavored stuff, so I'll yeah. be in. I want to get the blue flame one. That looked tight. There's a blue flame. Blue one? Yeah. flame. Yes. Yeah. It's so it's what's the, the color of like what the the blue like you know the sapphire gin. It's that color. Ah. Uh-huh. I thought you, I thought you meant they lit it on fire. Uh, that would have been kind of cool. Yeah, I've done that before. I got my whole face on fire. Don't do that. No, I've done hey, it. Done we've it. got a gorgeous Please. goatee. We, we might do that on the next bus trip. We did. Oh, we, we did, could do it on the next. We did Jello shot. shots. Chris on fire. No, I was gonna say we did Jello <laughs> shots last time. I say this time we do flaming Saint Jello Louis? shots on a bus. Yeah. On a bus. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's, that's, See, that's you don't know what you're missing in soccer. I'm I know what I'm missing third degree burns, and I'm not mad. <laughs> I was gonna say. No, that's the thing. He does know what he's missing. I'm not mad about it. And there's a reason why I'm not gonna keep. Well, the reason I'm gonna keep missing it. He's like, I can't hang out with you people any longer. <laughs> I can. 
It was fun, right? It was a blast. Thank cool, you, man. So I told you how fast that hour would go, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, and once again, just thank you for having me. Absolutely, and, dude. I mean, since you know we met down in the Keys, I mean, you're just a great guy, and truly, I mean, you've been supportive of a lot of my friends and artists. I just, I genuinely, I, we all do I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I love you guys. Yeah, you guys man. are great. Thank you. Thank Looking you, forward thank to going to the Keys again with you guys next year. Oh yeah, it was a thing this year too. Yeah, it was a blast. So we have another good Chris time. might have That's Chris cool. might have some friends coming with. When did I do it? Year. Uh, it's it was May. Just it's usually the seven, like May seventeenth to the twentieth. Why does it have to be the busiest time of the I know, year? I had just gotten back from honeymoon, and he's sending me pictures oh. from it. I was like, Oh, oh. that's right. Yeah. Well, so. it's usually it's yep. usually the weekend after the big one down in Key West. So they mm-hmm. like BMI and they put down the songwriters Key the Key West Songwriters Festival, which is like Nashville Spring Break. Buddy, everyone in the guts Nashville. Like all the industry people are gone yeah. that entire week, and then next week after that, they're all. Hungover, so like it doesn't really pick up to like the next yeah. week. Yeah, so. yeah, buddy of mine helped set that one up. Yeah, Key West. Chris, he's next doing year, Charleston. And we go to the Key Largo Singer Songwriter oh. Festival, yeah. and then we go to an Inner Miami game. Oh yeah, we could do that for Ooh. sure. That's what we need to do <laughs> for my birthday. We could do that. We could do that on Saturday. It's just Saturday night because go see them during the day on Saturday. Drive yes. up to the match and come back. It's close. Watch it. It's like only like three Saturday. hours in traffic. No. Did you're crazy from the Miami from Stadium Key from Key West to Miami? No, Key no, they're in Key Largo. Oh. Key Largo. Oh, that's be a, close. They'll be an hour Montego. or less away. That's close. Ooh, one, one, two, it's an hour two. or less. Bermuda. Uh, oh, you dumb. <laughs> Are you done now? Dude, we're all over I'm the done. place. I'm done. No, I'm we're not. We're just getting started. The <laughs> alcohol right. is starting to fuel my fire. So you gonna sit? Are you gonna sit in for a little soccer? No, so I would love to, but mom is in town too. Okay, so we, gotta, oh. we gotta get back to mom. I appreciate that stuff. So, tell I, I said hello. I will. You get you better last night. Of course, wonderful. No, no, wonderful. but exit in. Exit in. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Because they came separate, and this is the first time they came together that I saw. So I mean, you know, I know we're about to go, so you're gonna talk about soccer. But I'm very, 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 very blessed. I mean, like they have been supportive. I mean, anything, but they've been. My mom and dad have rarely missed a show in Nashville. And they, cool. every whiskey jam I've ever played, they've come up to it. Uh, I mean, they've—I would say they're batting about ninety-five percent for shows. Yeah. And you guys live in Texas. They live in Texas. Yeah, cool. Wow. And that's they, cool. They drive up or they'll fly. I mean, it, once we—I stopped playing sports. They just switched from oh, cool. They just started yeah. gigs are now, yeah, you know, cool. and it's the, the same thing. You know, it used to be like all right, we need to get Gatorade and stuff like that. And now it's like okay, like beers. And we like need picks. Yeah, you know, picks and like. <laughs> Yeah. Distortion pedal. You know, yeah. Mom's like, okay, well, no, Hunter's got a show in like three hours. He's got to take a nap. He's got to like, don't talk to us. Yeah. Like, but I'm extremely, extremely glad. That's, that's yeah. You know, you already, I can't, it's awesome that you got you got your management crew oh, set pour up. Some honey yeah. Down oh, yeah. Throat. I, I don't know. We, we, we've discussed the whole father son management team, and it it just, we would just destroy each other. We, like, <laughs> it is like, it is a, a brother. I mean, we are so close, but we, we've tried that in the younger days, and it just, I just, we we're good. Like I think that we, it would not be we, it would not be a pleasant outcome. If, all right. Like, if he was actually having to tell me what to do all the time, yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Stay in the crowd, Dad. Stay yeah. in the crowd. So it's good though. <laughs> You're easy to spot in the crowd. Yeah. So we'll just thank y'all so for much all of our 2,736 listeners. Sean's that. Sean is tall. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter's dad <laughs> is really tall. Yeah. No. Hunter's the shortest What are you? Six ten. Six nine. Six nine. I'm short at six four. Six four. You're six four? No. And then and then well Buddy is six ten. Well he's taller than me, so he's over six nine. Yeah. 
Oh my God, over six nine. Mm-hmm. So, that's like yeah, that's large. That's large. That's large. large. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? really? Yeah. He was uh, two NBA championships rings and a, a gold medal. In oh jeez. Mm-hmm. First man to high jump seven feet. Look at us. This is your son. My dad. Your dad. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Damn. You got some genes. I know. Damn it. Awesome. So. Big wins to fill. Go win, go win a gold medal in guitar play. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they don't just give out hits? Considering they don't have a gold medal for guitar player. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, I, I yeah. could get one. Yeah, you could. I what could just get one. We're gonna get a tailgate show gold medal. Something would probably end up happening. I'd get silver. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> What do you get for what do you get for music? The Academy? No, the Oscar. Which one? The Grammy. The Grammy. The Grammy. Grammy's kind of yeah. Grammy's gold. Yeah. Sort of a gramophone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no gold. Microphone. We all are awesome. Thank you all so much for having me. Hunter, glad coming. to have you guys. Dude, make sure you go yeah. follow this kid. Yes. Yes. Make sure you Thank see you so him. Much. Dude, listen, if you get on the Instagram, you're going to get Instagram. where he's playing all the time. Yeah. Just get on there Where's and you'll Nick? love it. Where are you playing? Instagram. Uh, I you believe know? Uh, we have some. Potentially stuff coming up in August. I know for sure will be September 2nd. We're playing Whiskey Jam again. And September 25th will be at the Ainsworth. Fantastic. Oh, and by the way, listen, if you hate Hunter's music, just follow him because he's got a hot girlfriend. You get to look at her. There you <laughs> go. That's great. That's very true. Yeah. I, I look at my own Instagram so I can look at my hot girlfriend. That's <laughs> there you go. And then I look over my phone. I'm like, there she is. There she is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reality rocks. <laughs> that is awesome. Instagram. Hunter Tynan Davis. T Y N A N Davis. You got it. There you go. Y'all are awesome. There it That's is. For all of our 4,723 listeners. World's greatest, largest dad. World's Love greatest you, dad. Thank for you sure. guys. And greatest. Thank you guys. All right. I know that's tough to come back from, man. I mean, you know, that's you got good. a star like that that's playing awesome. like that right in front that's of you. Good man. Stuff. I know. I get, a kick, I get a kick out of it. I actually got an erection in part of it. Yeah, that's well, that was part of the D thing. Your IQ just went up. <laughs> We're scoring the hell out of these IQ points. I know. I know. I bought some earlier. All right. So listen. I guess the first things first, right? Big Nissan win. Thank you. Absolutely. Finally, the first time you guys win at Nissan. Yes. Because I'm there. The right, of course, that's it's why. Because you were there. Because I'm there. Uh, you guys finally won at Nissan. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you, guys. That's, that's what it takes. You yep. needed this bald little Guinea New Yorker to come from Florida. In a way. So you guys could win. With a headband on. With a head. Looking like Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Let's exercise, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but talking like Arthur. Talking like Arthur. <laughs> Dudley Moore. Oh, God. Yeah. So we finally won. That was great, man. It was. But you know what? And, and, we, and we finally won against Indianapolis. That's another thing, and so, because that's a team that we had not beaten, and had the game had the game ground on badly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, so it was it was a big match. And I tell you what, um, it was not for Newton making some incredible saves. Their goalkeeper, Indy's goalkeeper, yep. yeah, yeah, formerly Cincinnati. Yeah, he so he had some fantastic saves. goalie. I'm, not, I'm just gonna say it. He's a fantastic goalie. And have we not said there's been some fantastic keeper play in USL? Unreal. Un- Go to CJ Cochran. Look at Newton. Look at Matt Pickens. I mean, it's just all Matt Pickens over the place. and Newton. Check this: Matt Pickens and Newton, same game, same night, 
multiple saves each that were potential USL save of the week. Yeah. Yes. They're both on the pole for yes. save of the week, and they had to pick between the saves they had. Yep. Like the keeper play in USL right now is is outstanding. It's it's crazy, you know, because yes, it is Division Two soccer, but Jesus, man, I mean, some of what we're seeing is just it's world class mm-hmm. keeper play. It, kudos to them. I mean, because you know some of these guys just get passed over all the time for everything. Some don't. Some get called up to to bigger and better things, but a lot of these guys, I mean. Well, it's an under it's an underappreciated position, unless you're someone in a either top flight MLS team or Premier League team or something like that, and also have some sort of personality. Almost, yeah. You have to stand out as a keeper in a way. You can't just be another face on the pitch, and that's kind of weird. It, it they're the to me they're almost the quarterback. They are they're the quarterback oh, yeah. of the team. Yeah. They see the field in a different view than what everybody else sees. Mm-hmm. They're able to, you know, bark out the orders. Hey, so and so's playing wide on you. you know, whatever it is, they're able to run it, and they have to. That's their job. That's what they got to do. You know. And That's we got one of the best in Matt Pickens. Man. One of the best, if not the best. You guys have any concern about Connor Sparrow? I have no con- you think he's going to be our keeper going? To I have no concern about it because I think right now Matt Pickens has been so solid and such a hot hand that you just have to run with it. You know Sparrow is a longer term solution because Pickens he can't do this for the next three, four, five years no. to be real. But Sparrow might be able to, and you're not wasting anything by keeping Sparrow in kind of the double game weeks or a long road stand or something like that situation. He's getting some plays, but Pickens is the hot hand right now, and you've got to ride that while you've got it. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. I don't but know you, if I agree with that. I do. Well, all right, but hold on. Let's weigh, just weigh something real quick. If Sparrow is my future and my future's next year, wouldn't I want him to get minutes? If yeah. I know I'm not going to play Matt Pickens next year, yeah. is Sparrow the starting starting keeper? Well, I don't know. That's MLS, what it, that's it, the thing. You don't well, know. Then, yeah. then I would assume if you're going to play Matt Pickens, no. then you're then he's not. Then, no, that's then fair. Sparrow's no, not fair. Now look, that's and, fair. if you're and, playing Pickens in your last USL year and you're not getting Sparrow out there to get that right. game experience, if you, you sat Rios every match, what would him. you say? Yeah, you don't see them as as a key factor next right. year. That's a fair point. So we're going to have to go for another goalie, another keeper. We're going to have to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and here's why I'm going to say this to you. Newton came from Cincinnati. He was a great keeper at Cincinnati. Didn't great make a keeper shit team. Didn't make it to MLS. Yeah. So yeah, and, far and, and they're and they're horrible. So, so that far means whoever what, they brought in was worse than him. That's what I'm getting at. So far from from what I've seen out of Sparrow, there's been a lot of times I'm just kind of going, Matt could have got those, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's just an experience thing is all it is. I think Connor's a great goalkeeper. He's got the agility. He's got the hands. I love how he runs the team from the back. Does I love how not, he runs the refs. Is there not a total parallel almost between what we're seeing with Matt Pickens and Connor Sparrow and what the Predators have with UC Soros yeah. 
and um Oh my goodness! I'm well, so but music with, with Pekka. right now. Pecorine, thank you so yeah. much. Uh, that was totally on me for drawing a blank. But, but Pekka's top tier caliber. You've got Pecorine, who's the Matt Pickens. Yes. You're gonna ride that as long as you can, but you know yep. eventually that baton has to be passed. Oh, it has to. But I think both Predators and Nashville SC, both fan bases still have kind of a question: Is this guy that's waiting to come up the guy? Yeah. Is Connor Sparrow the guy? Yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm not sold on that. I don't no, buy I'm it. I'm not. I don't I'm buy not. it. I'm if not. you only take four or five players to MLS, I don't know if Sparrow's one of them. So, just as important as winning that match was probably the most incredible tailgate I've ever been to in my life. Man, hundred percent. That was a great tailgate. Oh my god! It was a great god. tailgate for everybody that was there. All the supporters groups loved everybody for what everybody did. Every single supporter group and every single supporter and everyone that came out realized how important that day was, and they made it something special. Every yeah. group had their own thing going yeah. on and had something special going on. The heaters with the K, yeah. the assembly with the shots. No, the assembly with the Fajitas. The food was off the hook. Man. I ate stuff at the assembly tailgate that, and then I was full, and I I went and ate stuff at the roadies tailgate because we had neighbors out there. I had there. zero food. Then, oh, you yeah, me too. I had food. I had free drinks. I had I played I, had, games. I did have some. Drinks. Oh my god! Yeah, I had a few of those too. Yeah, but the, the big, I did have some fireball. I think I had three <laughs> shots out of a gallon. So that's all that was left. The roadies had their big uh, like dartboard. That was amazing. <laughs> roadies had, roadies avoid. had some. Uh, Roadies had some uh, soccer darts. Cornhole yeah. uh, boards. Yep. Shout out to boards. one Mr. Valer for getting on a little natural SC media with his fantastic attempts yep. <laughs> at a soccer dart shot. Yep. But Assembly had shot ski. They had mm-hmm. some. Uh, they had a big blow up ball and, and nets going on. Oh, they had the they had the tennis ball, the big gigantic soccer ball yep. with a tennis yep. net thing. That was Peters cool. Peters had a tailgate yep. setup going yep. on. I saw Music City supporters. Roadies had a DJ. Front. Yeah. The club had a DJ. There was just so much. You could go around, and, and for the first time, it really felt like it was all of the Nashville soccer community coming together to celebrate one yeah. big Nashville soccer event. Come together. It was. It was. Oh, it was so great. Right now. I wouldn't change a thing about that. That was great. I, it was a fantastic tailgate. It was. I can't wait for October when the weather's cooler. Oh, I know. It's going to be great. You know what? That's that's going to be so. Awesome. I love I love what the roadies do at neighbors. I do. I love what assembly does in the um, Osborne lot. Osmond uh-huh. yes. lot. The lot. Yeah, <laughs> whatever lot. It's over between it's, second it and third avenue. Yes. Yeah, they've got a great tailgate set up during game days when we're at First Tennessee Park. The roadies hang out at neighbors. Everyone's there's some people that still hang out at Von Elrods. It that's a yeah unique heaters experience. are typically at Von Elrods. It's a unique experience. But that's never going to top what I get in a parking lot tailgate setting. Oh, no doubt. You know, I'm never going to take a bar over parking lot tailgate. It's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree with that. We were walking around just talking to everybody. I got to meet so many different people that, you know, never would have got to meet, you know? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. And, yes, I I did. I took the reins on that fireball jug, and I was – I was getting some people messed up, including myself, though. 
Speaking no. of people you've never met before. <laughs> yeah, that story got that story leaked today on yeah. the air. I heard. Yeah, so how'd that go with Ian Air? Chris yeah. met the what the CEO of Nashville yeah. SC. It was Clay too. Clay, you know, Clay was there. So I, I always I loved Clay, dude. You know, so I wanted to go over there and try and give Clay a shot and he's like, No, you know. No. And then uh and then I was like, I guess you know, obviously that's Ian. I said, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't know who it was. Really? So Clay's like, dude, that's, you know, the... Chris, Chris dude, did not know dude, the that's, owner of that's Ian. That's Ian Ayer. Yeah. He is the sixth cousin of four people that came from Evansville, Indiana. Oh, all right. Oh, that's why uh, Clay loves him. No. Is Clay an Evansville guy? Clay is an Evansville guy. So I'm like, hey, you want a shot? Whoa. You want a shot? Do I want and a he shot? Said, oh. He said, yeah. I'm like, all right, great, dude. I'm, I'm pouring it down his throat, <laughs> you know. And it was awesome, dude. And he's so cool. I, you know, listen, dude. I'm a big English Premier League guy. I love the whole England thing. I, I'm dying to go there. It's on my bucket list, kind of thing. You know, uh, I love, I love all that stuff. So, you know, he he gets when he starts talking, he gets me fired up. So then when I when Toby comes in tonight, he says, dude, your buddy is on. Your buddy's on the air right now. I'm like, who? He's like, yeah, Ian, you know, from the shot. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, dude, I'm calling in. So, I, yeah, I called in. I got on the air. Hell and, yeah. and I knew, I knew. I said, listen, I, I said, I, I'm not just going to yell out fireball because they're going to cut me off. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually love that part of the question. Right. So <laughs> I said, I said to the guy that, you know, the pre-screener, I said, uh, I said, listen, yeah, I'm, I want to talk about um, how we can emulate what Atlanta did so that we could, you know, do the same thing and, and, you know, be as powerful as they are. And the, the guy bought a hook, line and sinker. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I led with that. And then, and, and the second part of my question, Ian, is how was that fireball <laughs> shot Saturday night? Dude, he started cracking up and he was so great about it, man. Oh, I love the guy that now. That was awesome. That's my boy now. That was awesome. Yeah, and then you know, right after that, they followed up and they talked a lot about the Atlanta thing. Yes, they did. I think it's, it's important because it's a legitimate question. Yeah, you know? I mean, because what did they, they do? I don't, whatever they did, they set the bar for everybody. Right, but plain and simple, you need that. I mean, don't just blame it on the people because it's not just the people. It's not just the fans, you know. Because you have great fans everywhere, but it takes <clears throat> it takes time. Um. And you need something to feed that thing so that culture can build. It, 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 a lot of times it just won't build on its own. I think they were just very smart in how they got the influential people of Atlanta to buy into it. Whether or not that was genuine or not, but they sold it as a genuine feel. Mm-hmm. And those people got into it. And when you bring in the hip-hop stars... Obviously, you're going to bring in the people that listen to hip-hop. When you bring in country stars, you're going to bring in people that go, holy shit, Trace Atkins. He loves soccer. I'm going to go see a game. Right. Whether or not he does or not, you know, it's a classic moment by Toby right there. Good thing we don't have a camera. <laughs> I kind of wish we did sometimes. You know? We need it. <sighs> Excuse me. Sorry. No problem, that's, a, that's a rare thing. It is? I know. All I'm right, glad, so, I'm glad to be back here with you guys. All right, well, we're I'm happy sure. to have you. So I guess the the big that sounded so bullshit. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, we're happy to have you." 
No, hell, I'm glad to be back. Hunter was amazing tonight. Yeah, that was good stuff. Moles and I haven't been here for a couple of weeks. Chris, you've been having all the fun, and we haven't gotten to enjoy it. You got to have Stephen and, and Robert last week. You How was that? Have, that um, go good? That was awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Steven, you had the dynamic really duo from the assembly with the singer-songwriter. You know what's great about the fort? You know what's great about having Stephen over? Uh, it's the week off for me. I could just let him go. Dude, just oh, yeah, one could. question yeah. Later. Who was it from the assembly? That we have. Oh, uh, uh, the singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Who? Kelly and Ryan. Yeah. <sighs> Kelly, Ray, and Ryan. That was the one where I was coming back from the Memphis game. We left late. I wasn't able to. Yes, I wasn't able we to make had it up just here. Left. No, that was a Steven match. That no, was, that was the Steven a match. The Steven, the Steven match. Even last week was because I was trying to come back from Gallatin with my kids. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You got the week before that was because I was coming oh, back from Memphis right. after right. we dosacero their ass. Yes. <laughs> dosacero. All right, so listen, let's get to this big talk of the day. Oh, no, my. The name really is as big as everybody thinks it is. Oh, really? It's not? It is. Oh. The big talk of the day. The, the section naming. I love how we do our own sound bites for that. <laughs> well, because here's here's what people have to understand. This is a live show. We do it live every Thursday night. But even by Thursday night at 7 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio, some of this stuff has been discussed over the past even just 12 hours to the point where you're almost just kind of like – Okay, we get it. Yeah. Uh, so that's so, called ad nauseum. It is ad nauseum. Ooh, so we got to come <laughs> up here and be be hyped about it. You know, supporter section names, supporter section. But God bless. This has been an exhausting conversation over the supporter section name at the new state at the. Stadium. I'm new. I'm new to the game. Well, because <laughs> because I, no I, 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 I think that was because that first three came out, and it was really weird. I mean, it was it's these three or nothing, and we got to have it by Friday. I was like, really? So here's the thing. So in for all of our 2,372 listeners from uh, the West Coast. And for all you bikini-laden <laughs> guitar-playing YouTube stars. <laughs> so there was, the, uh, there was the talk on Slack, which the roadies communicate on. And it talked about how we had been going over this topic that – all, we had presented all these names and all this kind of stuff. And Eric Burke, I'm, you know, I'm going to call him out on it. Eric said, what are you talking about? There's not been anything formal. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, we've had all kinds of conversations about it. I'm like, shit, there's conversations about whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich all the time yeah. or if cake is bread. We have conversations about everything. And I don't specifically remember that there was a – very serious, in-depth, hey, what do you want to name it? Right, well, because even when it was discussed, and this is not unique to the roadies, when it was discussed in each individual supporter group, it was almost presented as a, you know, hey, come up with some ideas of what you want the eventual supporter section to look like, some ideas that you think are important to the game day experience, maybe kind of how the branding looks. If you have a name for the section, throw it out there, and then boom, we turn around and we've got three names to choose from in forty-eight hours to choose yeah, it. That totally blew my mind. So, I was like, "Yeah, where did this come from?" I just said that. 
And that, I, but I'm but that's how the you, that's how the perception was for a lot of people, and respectfully so because the communications that are going on, there's a fair perception that it's in a back channel, and there's an argument that you can't be involved in every conversation. I get that, well, but can't. we can't tell the difference. Fans cannot tell the difference right now between a Twitter poll where you click button one or two and. Hey, you're legitimately voting on the on the name of what the section's going to be called in the new stadium. We, hello, like communicate a little bit better on this. Yeah. it's not that hard. Well, but yeah. see, that's what I like though. Was Eric came out and he throws a survey monkey thing out. He's got all the names. He was the in first there. person to go out there Fantastic. and actually say, "Let's put a survey out to yeah. everybody and see what they say." And it wasn't that hard. No, and he did it, and there you go. Then all of a sudden. You've got more people chiming in, throwing their voice into it. Because if you put – I have learned from doing social media a lot for different groups and, of, of course, now for the roadies. I used to think it was the same people on Twitter, on Twitch, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Mixer, on Slack. I thought it was the Mixer. same people. I'm telling you, you'd be surprised at how deep the rabbit hole goes. I thought it was the same people on all of these. Like they just lived in social media. It's totally different people. Yeah. So if you say something on Slack and you say click button one or two, you're hitting what? 20% yeah. of the people that actually give a damn. We got to find a better way to reach people because even and in our get group, more involvement in how this thing goes. You think about that. I mean, do your numbers on that. If we've got. And I'm just going to totally throw a number out there. If you've got 300 roadies, 20% of them are people who are responding. Yeah, that's 60 and that's people. 60. You've got 60 people responding. You've got 240 yeah. people out there that have opinions, and you need yep. to be able to reach out to them. Yep. And it's only going to grow. Yep. It's only going to grow. And that's the that's the thing. And I think that that's where Eric was going with it was let's get something more than just a bunch of chatter. Because I'm going to be honest, there are days I just sit there and watch my phone go off on Slack. Yeah. And I never comment on it because I just don't have the time. Mm -hmm. There are days in our group, in the tailgate show on Facebook Messenger, I will watch you two just go back and forth all day long. And I can't do anything about it because of where I'm at with work. So how would be the best way for for someone that's in that kind of position – do, do you send them like a weekly email? Do you, I mean, how do you get your, your kind of information on stuff like that? Because I personally think if it was me, it's a lot easier to tell the masses to come to one spot. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So that you can tell them what they, they need to know, then go try and find them all. So if you really care, then you should be on Slack. Or if you really care, you should be on this. And and yeah. let every roadie know. But I would say by email, sure, let them know that. Listen, if you want to be involved, if you want, I mean, because listen, I don't. We know. have if, to if use multiple to avenues though, because if we post something on Slack and you're busy that day and you miss it and you're not part of that conversation, yeah, you never even got yeah, an well, opportunity because to put you in your know, voice. I, if I if I saw it. You know me, mm -hmm. right? You but if it's important, on that. you know I'm going to say something. You know I am. If it's important. And that's what rubbed me the wrong way about the club coming out and saying, hey, take a vote on these three options. Give us a response by Friday. Yeah. Okay, it's true. Wednesday. People are at work right now. I'm going to spread this around, but 
you're giving me a 48-hour deadline to pull the supporters group yeah. about how they feel about these three names and we can yep. have conversations about but what it. But I, what i got to say to this, and I absolutely love it because as I saw this come through today, and I saw like I saw one particular thing come through in Slack, and I was like, what in the hell are we talking about? So I get into it and I sit down at lunch and I, I, I've got the time and I start reading through it. And then everybody kind of starts kind of bucking a little bit, right? You know, everybody's going, oh, I don't want this. This is stupid. Who came up, you know, and Steven's just like, look, we can go back and we can say these suck. We're not happy with these. Yeah. And this is with the three names and I that we were presented with. that he came out yeah. and said that. He was like, if there's something better and we feel strongly about it, then we're going to represent it. And I loved that. And it was tough because we're in this growing period, kind of this this weird territory that we're trying to get, get through where the club is growing and is kind of trying to figure out how they interact with the supporters. There's five different supporter groups. They're having to figure out how they interact with one another and how they interact with the club that's going MLS. There's almost an unnecessary amount of tension just because everyone's kind of still learning their roles and and growing from this experience. So I think that it's fair to say we've learned a lot from this exercise in naming the the sections, and that's good for all the SGs. It's good for the front office, as but the end result has to be something that resonates. Don't just don't don't make it feel like it's forced. Yeah, don't just throw that's something out there and say, "Here you go, here's your options." Yeah, I know and, you've got a timeline. I know things are strict, but you have to give t- things time t- to grow. For what? You, you MLS, know, you know, trademarking, business, I get it. Yep, business, mumbo. A, sometimes I just want to say, you know what? I know it's a business decision, but fuck. Like, slow down for a second. I can't go tell my tomato plant to grow faster because I need tomatoes. Yeah. It's got to It's got to take its time to grow. Mm-hmm. Power persuasion. If I, you need tomatoes faster, go buy them at public. But if, if you needed it this fast, then, you know, wh- why not ask them, you know, ways back? You know, why not give them more time? I don't know why this it's came up. It's been a up. process. This is the first we've had this unveiling of the final of the three names. The talks about how those names came about has been going on for months. But it's not fair to say it's been going on for months even because just because you had one question about it two months ago doesn't mean you can say it's been an active conversation Correct. for two months. Yes, and that was Eric's point. Yes. He was just like – it. that was just – a conversation in passing. Yes. There's nothing formal about it. It's bullshit to yep. say, we asked you two months ago, so you've had two months to talk about bullshit. it. No, if there hasn't been active conversation about it, and there was a passing poll one day on a communication channel that only 10, 20% of your members use, that's not an open communication. No, it's not. It's really not. And that was the whole thing. But I think that there, you know, there, there has to be that point when you get all the the other supporters groups really have to stand up and just go okay we're this is i hate politics but i'm going to go there with this this is just like our normal elections we are left with what we get 
Yeah. And we have to pick what's there. There's not enough involvement in the process that leads up to those final choices. Yeah. We've reached a point where as – and this is not a roadies thing or an individual supporters group thing. We've reached a point as a as all supporters where we are waiting for the club to say choose between A and B. Yes. Because we'll – you might get some ideas on a random Wednesday afternoon on a Slack channel or on a Twitter post or something like that. But we're a lot of people are still learning how do we organize this. Well, here would be my thing is that currently we have all of the supporter groups kind of coming together for meetings, right? Mm-hmm. Representatives have, from them, right? Okay. Two reps from I, each. I have no SG. idea how the heaters communicate. I don't know how the assembly communicates. I don't know how mm-hmm. anybody else communicates, but they do. They have a way to do it. So from those meetings, if you have a meeting and the club comes out and says, guys, here's what we need to get done. This is something we're looking for you to get done. Then that leadership from that point has to come back out and say, everyone, here you go. This is what we're looking for. Right. And, and, I, I, and I don't feel like that happened in this case. It's true. I, I agree with that. And there was some almost trepidation because Ooh, there's some trepidation. groups. Well, there's some word. groups. There, word. There, was, there was at least one group that just blatantly said, we don't sit in the supporter section, so it's probably not appropriate for us to have a voice in what the supporter section is called. Totally fair. Totally fair. But from the club's perspective, wow. there's five RSGs. We expect five votes. Like So there's, there's almost a disconnect even from an understanding of where the supporters groups are in this building process and this transition – and what the club expects. And I don't know. It's not broken. Let's not sit here and say, raise the white flag. It's it's broken. We are so fortunate. We heard it today on AM radio. Our ownership from Nashville Drink Fireball. Drinks, <laughs> Drinks Fireball with Chris at a tailgate. Loves the supporters. Is, There's is, no is doubt about that. floored with how the supporter culture is. But there's we all have so much to learn, and it's going to take some time. I'm going to ask you guys this again because I've asked this before. Have y'all watched the LAFC thing on ESPN Plus? Absolutely, no. okay. I have. Okay, so you saw if you've seen all of them, you have seen where they brought in their supporters groups, and mm-hmm. they had a general, you know, where they sit everybody down and go, "What do you want supporter section to look like?" Yeah. And I'm not talking just the one or two appointed representatives, but they came in. There was in a said, lot more than five or yes, six people in that room, yeah. They came in and they said, here you go. Here is our – here's our key players. Well, they did it almost as a town hall meeting. They Correct. put it out there and said, hey, Tuesday, not Tuesday, tomorrow Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday in three weeks from now at 7 o'clock. We want everyone to come out. We want yep. to hear your opinions. We want let's you, have an open yep. discussion. They're like, we want you to bring your key people, bring them in, and let's talk. Yeah. And they sat <sighs> down and they went through those things. And I think that that's why that felt more. I hate to say the word organic, 
but it, why it felt more organic for LAFC. Yeah. I, I respect that. And, and I'm with you. The, the word organic has almost become Overplayed. taboo in the, in the soccer you, community because everyone wants everything to be organic. But, but if you work together, I think organic happens yes. faster. As long as if we're, you're if we're bumping as heads, community. you're bumping heads in the beginning, you're, you you got to work through that before you can get to a happier spot. If the That's community feels like there's if the community feels like they have some ownership in it, it feels organic. That's yep. all they want. They yep. want to feel an ownership of it and not a we had to choose this from a marketing study. Well, here's the thing though. I mean, if you take if you go in and, and you say, Okay, we're gonna take say if they took you, they took me, they took Valer, they took Anthony Mello, they took Steven. They took Hey, if they take Anthony Mello, they're gonna get some good ideas. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Why do you think I said it? Okay. But you know, if yeah, they, if, dummy. They, if they sit that group down, okay, and then they go in and they take Ryan and they take Brandon and they take Abel and mm-hmm. they they take all these different people. they take Kevin Brown. It, you get Ken Hurt, you get Robbie from Music City. You get all these name dropping people, all over this place. Okay, but, you but just, they're all going to be different. But yes, but then all of a sudden, KB's going to bring something up, and we're going to go, "What a fantastic idea!" Yeah. Okay, and then all of a sudden, everybody kind of starts to steamroll. But you're not bringing in so many people that it becomes watered down, and it becomes harder to get through stuff. Right. Yeah, because you're going to have to listen to too many points at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. What was that? Noise. I got to see a video of an otter making noise. So there it is. So so the club sent out the. Th- it's Thursday night. We have 24 hours left. There has been the most recent development is that the club issued kind of a decree. Vote on these three: the row, the stockade, and the alley. And the alley. And they've all been overridden by the back line. Yes, there were some early discussions that varied between the three. Some people like different ones, and then the back line came about. And that has not just been in the roadies. No. That that has come through. It has spread around. There are some other groups, and there's been and there's an ongoing IP check to kind of make sure that the back line is clear. Is it possible? And again, you got to reach out to all the supporter groups. Mm-hmm. Someone can abstain from a vote if they say, "Hey, we don't sit in the support session. It's fine, whatever." They can abstain, whatever. But you got to at least get that input. There's still 24 hours. I think that the club putting those three names out, even though I hated it at first, it was brilliant because we needed a, a kick in the ass. We needed somebody to light a fire under the supporter groups and say, "You have." 48 hours to do this mm-hmm. because from those three that they gave us, the They're, back line has formed yeah. in, in in the snap of the fingers. But in, but in that amazing. snap, that became more organic it than did. anything else. It was born from necessity, yep. and it, it snapped on instantly. The heaters love it. The, the roadies point. love it. It, it really resonates on so many different levels, and sometimes you've just got to ha- – I, it's tough love from the club, but sometimes you've got to have somebody come up and say, "Hey, Friday night, be I, there." I mean, what are the different backline references? Can you pull it up? 
Can like you pull up Eric's thing? A, I, I can pull it up. Eric, Eric Burke, who who originally came up with just, the idea, yeah, if you, he could do it. Just you do it. Yeah, he threw out some some great stuff. But in, in a nutshell, there's a lot of different references. Of course, a lot of people wanted the fort or the stockade because of the Fort Nashboro kind of background, the background of Nashville, how it came about, the wars, everything like that. All right, screw this. No, Let's get just the a, back line. Oh, okay, the back line. Is, is almost a reference to that. We've got the players who are on the front line. They're out there playing on the field. The supporters are the back line. We are always backing them. Kind of like a 12th we, man. Yes. We have their back through thick and through thin. We are the back line that supports yeah. them. Yeah. It's a drum line concept. Our drummers, did we not watch the indie game on TV? Is Kate, yeah. I mean, did you see Kate banging yeah. away on that drum? Wearing have you seen out. Steven banging a drum on a billboard? Yeah. You don't I've think drums Stephen are important? A drum on a billboard. Drums are important <laughs> to the supporter culture. People like Stephen and Kate Goodry are important to the supporters culture. Yep. So if backline resonates with them, I'm all for it because we sure. want more of that. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and there's just we sit on plenty. the back line. We sit on the back line. You're yeah. on the. You're right behind the goal. It's it it connects. It connected compared to the alley, which people think printers alley. The stockade. And that was actually the one that I voted for over the other ones. I voted for the alley myself. Yeah. I went stockade. I didn't like stockade Did because now that I've moved I just to South like Tennessee, it was too piratey. I hear stockade and I, I just instantly, for some reason, think cows and pigs. Stockyard. Stockyard. I think that's stockyard. what it is. I always think of putting that person in the stockade. That's a stockade. Yeah. 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 That's what I well, think about. When Chris posted yeah. that, and he, then was, he, was, he was like, we're going to put some of them bitches in one of these. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to put like someone dressed in the opposing kid in there. <laughs> I like that. You know? I like that. You know, but and hey, I, if we do the back line, we can still do something like that. Yeah, Let's go still, for it. You know? Someone in assembly said this, and it really resonated with me. With row and alley, it just doesn't simulate word wise of a group of people sitting together. Yeah, you don't sit in an alley or a row. And the, the section of supporters is not a row. It's uh-huh. not an alley. It's not a stockade. Like, like what the hell is that? Right. I get it. They had to clear these names through IPs and stuff. But even when I heard those, but I, I don't understand. It's, it's so generic. Why are we worried so about generic. IPs so much? If they weren't gonna, if they're uh, the second post I saw says they're not gonna use it or, or sell it or anything. So wh- why the big? That's a fair question, and it's because if if this is eventually gonna become like an umbrella organization of all the groups. Then it's got to be clear because you're going to trademark it. You're going to sell merch that talks about being in the back line. Who's pocketing that? Backs. Club. Club. Yep. MLS. I thought in the last post I read that the club wasn't going to use this to sell or do any of that. From Steven, I believe it was. Oh, they're going to use it to sell. Oh, yeah. absolutely it's, they it's will. marketing all the way. Yeah. I mean, you was, think the club's not making money off the, the 3252 the in LA? Groups, the supporter groups. Are nonprofit five hundred one c three organizations. Uh, the are, club you, are you? Is, is a, I don't no. Ninety I, seconds. We have ninety seconds left in the show. Extend that. Damn it, people! If you're not listening to the, us, if you're not one of the seven thousand three hundred and twenty six people listening, you are missing. We're sorry out. to the callers too, because we just got to rambling and we didn't even have enough time. We had yeah. awesome musical guests. We had yeah. seven we callers that we never answered tonight. We are really sorry. It happens. So listen, make sure you tune in next Thursday night. 
you know, shout out to those guys, the heaters, man. I'm hoping, uh, hoping I can get one of those guys or two of those guys to come over next week. Yeah. So listen, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Be here next Thursday night, please. Game Saturday. And the game Saturday. Talk to us at the watch party. Game watch Saturday. Party this Saturday. Yep, I won't be here. Then we have a home game on Wednesday. Wednesday and Saturday. Then we have a home week. game on Saturday. Double game week next Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday August night, is a busy Saturday, month. Saturday, First Tennessee Park. Come talk to God, us. I, I know. Cramming Chris will so give you a shirt and an this. iPhone charger. An iPhone <laughs> charger? Tell us more, Toby. The, the assembly's going to smoke and thighs. So we don't know we don't know anything about roadies yet? No, not yet. Or uh national Roadies City? Roadies will do what the club does this Saturday. Oh yeah, they will. We're we're preparing for Wednesday and Saturday next week. Cheers. All right. Go watch the game. Aye, aye, mate. Peace. Watch the game. Watch the game, yo.